Shit, you you going to the house on Monday, right? Yeah, I'll be there. All right. I guess I'll start this off with a a little a little a little a little songy song. Shouts to Makami. If you haven't heard the project, please check it out. Shouts to Gazelda and all that other good shit. Um, I'm always good for hot for good music, and that album is amazing. Like I said, it's probably like I was telling my brother just now. It's probably my top, one of my top three albums right now so far this year, along with J Cole. I haven't figured out what the third spot is yet. Honestly, I don't really know what the order is at this point. I know Conway is probably one of your favorite albums this year because you keep talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit hard. Right. It's my morning music. What's the same reason I used to love? Um, I say like, it's certain rappers like, look, I'm not a street nigga. I'm never going to claim to be a street nigga. But if you can make me feel like I want to go get a brick right now, you've done your job, sir. <laughs> shit, that's what King Von did. Nah, that nigga want to kill people. I don't know. He uh, wanted, shit, he I, hey, I wanted to go on 63rd. No. That's all I know. I just know that I wanted to sixty fuck sixty third too. Yeah, fuck them. Shit, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I felt. Shit, like, I don't even know these niggas. I don't even know these niggas, but fuck them then. Shit, you said fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Saying some hoes, ho, fuck them. That's why like push, push, push always made drug dealers sound like the most elegant shit ever in the life. I'm like, yeah, him and uh, Ross. I'm like, okay, you niggas, okay. You just yeah. made this seem like the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I worked in, I worked in a somewhat of a trap. For about four months, it was not the life for me. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, this is the Dom, but I guess I'll just use this podcast now. Uh, this is the Dom with the King podcast, episode number 67, if I remember correctly. Um, it is 67. 
It is 67. I almost played the last podcast by episode um, by accident. Um, episode 67 of Down with the King podcast. I am Will K. the King. Uh, joined once again by my brother, the legendary one himself. Who the fuck is Chris? Who the fuck is Chris? Who the fuck is Chris is in the building. Um, you. How are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm good, brother. About yourself. I am good, sir. Uh, good to have this extra uh, day off for this holiday weekend because I am tired. I, if I could, I, I need another vacation, honestly, but um, but I'm glad to have this extra day off. That means I don't have to go in the office until thir- to Wednesday because I work from home on Tuesday. So that's perfect for me. Um, oh, that's and then awesome. I'm, and then I'm off. For, I, mean, I took Friday off because next Friday off because I have a wet, I have a busy ass weekend next weekend because one of my friends is having a baby shower and then I have to go to that and support and at the same time in my friend's wedding is on Sunday. Um so I took Monday off too because I'm not gonna want to do shit after this wedding on Monday on Sunday. I'm gonna be tired. So I'm taking Monday off as a recuperation day because it's gonna be a long ass weekend. My friend has a dress code that everybody has to wear all white gonna have us looking like a fucking uh, a fucking Colombian uh, drug deal at this wedding. What Colombian drug deal at this wedding. We're gonna like goddamn clouds in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right, because niggas, we ain't, we ain't small niggas. Like, what the fuck, duck? Like, uh, just stay put, marshmallow man and shit, this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, thankfully, it's not formal, so any niggas had to find a white suit. But still, finding white was not, wasn't fun. The, mm-hmm. the hardest part was finding white pants. So, and then I ordered some, and them motherfuckers told me I ordered two pair. One pair I got, and those motherfuckers fit, thankfully. I ordered because I ordered both pairs at the same time, not sure which one was going to actually fit right. But though this work, first ones I ordered were cool. But the second one I ordered, then motherfuckers told me it was delivered on Wednesday. I came home, wasn't shit here. Now, mind you, nobody snatched the motherfuckers because I had way more expensive shit getting delivered that all set outside, nobody took it. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody take some white ass pants? They probably can't even fit. <laughs> they didn't even know what was in there. It was just regular mail. It wasn't like anything from Amazon that looked like it was expensive. Because I, when I tell you I had over $100 worth of, uh, $200, $300 worth of shit delivered to my house that nobody took. So why would y'all take the pants? That makes no sense. So I was like, yo, these shits ain't here. They said, we'll give it a couple of days. I called them motherfuckers like, yo, them shits ain't here. Give my money back. <laughs> so they give up for a refund. Because, yo. Motherfuckers stealing pants. Pants. So shit. I remember one time somebody stole my fuck. I ordered a belt. And... I went out there to go get that shit by the mailbox, and I see the box, and the box is just empty. Somebody ripped that bitch over and took my belt. Really, nigga, you niggas still in belts? You niggas just desperate. You probably had a kid to beat real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you better be more resourceful. Could have put it back at least, nigga. Uh, nigga it's, just don't take it. I no trees, so I, was, I couldn't find a little branch or a, a switch. So let me I think it's a belt in this damn box. Right. Damn kids. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, um getting together with the family on Monday. Um, thanks to your sister, because apparently I'm wrong because I had the audacity to show up to Easter with no desserts. So she she um threatened me and said I have to make two desserts now. I mean, who has anybody been even making any size? All I heard was meat being cooked on the grill. No, Kenise makes the size. Um, I, I just wanted to make sure it was some size. You, there. There's always going to be size. Kenise only uh, makes size. I, I mean, because because how, how uh, Sabrina was telling me, she was like, she always talks about the meat. This is gonna be some meat. Take take on. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> where the size at? 
God damn it. There's not damn mac and cheese and baked know, beans. You know damn well Kinesis is probably making the big beans. Uh, yeah, I, I that's probably what Sabrina is making, which is probably what she said that Kinesis is probably taking care of. Uh, you know her sister's probably taking care of. I, 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 I tried to call Kinesis to confirm. She ain't answered the phone. She don't never answer the phone when you need her. Like, I try to FaceTime. I'm calling you out, KC, by the way, host of the down, uh, uh, of the Two Awkward Millennials podcast. I'm calling you out because you never answer the phone when we call you. When we need you. It's your fault. I called you the other day. You still haven't called me back. I'm a friend. I'm offended. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what am I doing this? I keep playing, put your play on shit. I'm trying to close it. Thank you. Close that. Get away. All right. So, got a few things to get to on the pod today. It's been a couple weeks. Um, we'll get to music since we kind of started that way. Um, but we want, I'm going to start off with the biggest story, at least in, in my world or in, <laughs> in the world I care about over the last couple weeks. And that is Kwame Brown choosing violence every day, all day. Now, for those who you don't know, and if you don't know, you haven't been paying attention or you just don't know because you don't watch sports like that. Kwame Brown is a NBA, former NBA player. It was drafted by the Washington Wizards as the number one pick in 2002, was it? Hold on. 2000. Or 2000. Was it 2000? It might have been 2000. Yeah, holding the jersey with Michael Jordan. Jordan picked him. 2001. 2001. 2001. Yeah. So, Kwame Brown was drafted in 2001. He is the first um, kid. He was actually the first kid. He was, he, to, he was drafted 2001 as the number. He's the first high school player to ever be drafted as number one coming out of high school. Mm. Um, that year there were three touted high school players that got drafted that year. Um, honestly, the only one that ended up being any type of good was uh, why am I drawing a blank? Light skinned dude. Why am I drawing a blank? He played with Chris Paul. He also played with Dallas. Uh, Tyson Chandler. Tyson hmm. Chandler is the only one that ended up being being anything. But of that class. They weren't, it wasn't a strong class because you had Kwame Brown, Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry all go in the top five. Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler both went to Chicago that year. Because I think Chicago had like two picks in the top five for mm. whatever reason, right? It took Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler didn't start being something to get with Chris Paul in New Orleans. Or, uh, well, yeah, New Orleans. I thought he was decent in New York, wasn't he? That was later on in his career. Oh, okay. He started in Chicago. Eventually, he got to New Orleans, and that's when... That was the original version of Lob City, honestly. Because mm. that's literally all Chris Paul would do is he was a pick-and-roll, roll off the quick pick-and-roll, Chase and Chandler, run to the uh, roll to the basket, alley-oop. Every, every, that was literally their favorite fucking play. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that initially gave... That was the first time Tyson Chandler showed flashes of actually being a decent player. Was he a great player? No. But he, he you know, he's also one... He's a champion, so you can't really, you know, whatever. However, um, Kwame Brown had the uneven, unenviable task of being drafted by Michael Jordan when he took over, when he was running the Wizards. And, and Jordan bullied him. And Michael Jordan... Michael Jordan would be Michael Jordan. We'll say that. Because if anybody saw the last dance, Michael, that's just who Michael Jordan is. 
he is a jackass. Best movie. He is a bully. He is a jack. Well, yeah, he's a bully, he's a but bully. it's because he definitely, I the whole time I'm watching Last Dance, I'm like, nigga, if I'm, what was that dude name that he kept talk, calling a bitch and stuff? Uh, I don't know that nigga name, but Scott, Scott, some, Scott Burrow. Scott Burrell. Man, if I was Scott Burrell, I would have hauled off on Jordan so fucking quick. Jordan. But Scott knew that Jordan knew that Scott wouldn't do it because he wouldn't have a place on the team and nobody was gonna pick him up. And Scott was like, "Shit, I gotta get a paycheck, so I can't do this shit." Jordan is one of them bullies, like how kids in school be lying, talking about they sick and they don't want to go to school just so they don't see that damn bully, because they know that two dollars gonna be gone. Jordan, one of them bullies. But bully, but, but Jordan can't fight. So well, like he like no, he nobody like, don't know that because they nobody beat his ass. That's because they were scared too. Because they, 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 they knew. So his power, his bullying, it was based on his power and position. Uh, it wasn't yeah. based on his ability to throw hands. Yeah, but somebody, yeah, so somebody, also, somebody got to be fearless and tested. Like, but earlier, but early on in his career, he also had Charles Oakley protecting him because Charles Oakley looked out for yeah. him. So he had guy, he had goons yeah. that would look out for him. That's basically okay. what. Boys. So we got one, and we got the guys from down the corner. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, like hell. Yeah, Kobe wanted to, Kobe was trying to be a bully too. Kobe, we get we can see Kobe uh, hands bounce off people's fists though, so we knew that. Corey, Kobe got choked up on the Kobe, Kobe, Kobe face was beating up Chris people's fists. Yeah, Chris Childs got he he, so, he two three people. He, he, he wanted to do that. Like yeah, he tried that shit, it didn't work. It ain't work for him. God rest so he his soul, just, he he resorted to snitching. Wow. Whatever the case may be. Um. So yeah. Uh, whatever the case may be, Kwame Brown came into the league. He got drafted by the Wizards. Not only was Michael Jordan the running the Wizards, then Michael Jordan decided to come back and play for the Wizards. Yeah. So that means he had to deal. So Kwame had to deal with Jordan's high expectations and the way he wears on people. And if you're not mentally tough enough to deal with that, especially as a 17 year old kid, 18 year old kid, it's not. If you ain't mentally tough to deal with that, it's going It can affect you. Mm-hmm. And it killed his confidence, and so it just became a. It just got worse progressively over the years. Um, I mean, it's just like how, um, like uh, what's his man, my man, like, uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, and it was like you know they looked up to LeBron, but then he wanted to trade their ass, and then they was all depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so they ain't really start really doing even uh, decent until they got to the Pelicans when they got away from it because like they couldn't live up to the expectations. Two different teams since then. Who? Also, ball has been on two different teams since then. He's a, he only been on the uh, uh, Lakers and the Pelicans. He's on a different team now, ain't he? No, he said with the Pelicans. Is he still with the Pelicans? Is he, is he playing? Yeah, yeah, he was balling. Sure? He was, yeah, he was just playing his brother. But he was in trade talks. That's what it was. It yeah, was it was, yeah, it was in trade talks. And they got, all got, they all got uh, the sad. It was like, man. Well, right. the, only one, the only ball kid that's worth a damn is LaMelo. Let's, let's be clear. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's be clear. The only one's going to lower the expectations is LaMelo. So the uh, peacock on top of his head. But he cut his hair. Exactly. This shit grew back. Did it? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he got that goddamn man shit. As long as he play, I don't care. Almost some um, California shit. Yeah, they are Cal- They are from California, so and they're also ice skin. So what you expect? <laughs> yeah, ice skin dudes do different stuff. Um, so whatever the case may be, so for years, because the reality is this. Let's be clear: nobody that plays in the NBA is sorry by normal standards, because the worst NBA player can whoop 
everybody else asked who ain't in the NBA. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, shit. Y'all, y'all been, seen them uh, Lance Stevenson videos. Or shit. There was a, uh, two kids that called out fucking Brian Scalabrini in the gym and thought it was sweet. And Brian whooped that kid ass because y'all got to understand, yes, Scalabrini was a, a career bench player. They had the joking thing where they called him the white mama type thing in Boston and shit like that. Just as a joke. Mm-hmm. But let's be clear. You in the NBA, you can play basketball better than the average person. Let's be clear. Because oh, yeah. let's be clear, less than 5% of the people in the world go get to the NBA. So yeah. not even less than, probably lower than that, honestly. Yeah. So y'all have to understand that. So yes, by nat- normal standards, Kwame Brown was a great basket- was a good, a great basketball player. Oh, yeah. By the standards of the NBA and by the standards of a number one pick, you are in the same boat as Anthony Bennett. Or Markel Fultz. No, because Markel's playing now. He just had an issue. His issue was really... It's ish, it, it, he just had a stutter and jump shot. That's all. Yeah, he, for his, he's been balling in Orlando. Yeah, he, he had an automatic hezzy. Like, he like he had... But it started with an injury, and then yeah. it kind of got... It just it got in his head. But no, he's fine. Markel is fine. Anthony Bennett. Kwame Brown. Oden. Greg Oden. Yeah, but his was injury related too, though. Well, these niggas made out of paper nowadays. Goddamn. No, but, but, milk, no but, that's, but that's not uncommon for big guys. And he had injuries before he even got to college. I mean, he, high school. He, he ain't drink his milk. No, no. Big guys have. Shaq had foot issues for years. He ain't drink his milk. No, it's just, it's a normal thing. When you that fucking big, you ain't 7'2 carrying out phone and pounds of weight, nigga. <laughs> so it's, it's different. Especially because it's one thing to just be walking around normal. You doing athletic shit and carrying about on that weight. You jumping around, you running. It's totally different. <laughs> it's yeah. just different. You putting more wear and tear on your body, so True. it's just different because you've been playing and probably you probably been playing basketball since you were a kid doing all this shit. And at that size, like it's just it just, it, it does wear on your body. It's part of the reason Anthony Davis is a because he's not naturally that tall. He grew. He got a growth spurt. Mm-hmm. He was a point guard or shooting guard, and he had a six inch growth spurt over the summer. Fuck, yeah. you got to play in the post, dog. You got to be a center. It's a power forward, dog. We want to show you too tall, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So, it, and that's, you know, so it's one of the things. And so your knees, your lower extremities are really, it, it happens. So, for whatever, so Greg Oden had that issue. But, um, and, it's, and the, the, the other far part with Greg, Greg Oden is he's also going to be compared, always compared to KD because it's like y'all could have took KD and y'all took Greg Oden. Mm. You know, so. Shit, just like Brandon Roy, Brandon. Well, I mean, because that was the hope was that you had Brandon Roy in Portland. He was, I think, he ended up being rookie of the year one year, and you know, Nate's like, "Oh, we gonna get Greg. It's gonna put them together. It's gonna be great." Mm. And then it didn't, you know, didn't work out. So because Brandon Roy got injured, he his career ended up being like lackluster. Um, it's kind of what happened with um Indiana back in the day when who was it before Paul George? I can't what the kid name was, but he was like the star there, and Paul George was like the secondary guy. And he was like, well, with them two guys uh, together. Like Granger? Yeah, Danny Granger. I think yeah. it was Granger, yeah. Yeah, I think so. He was like, yeah, he was supposed to be that All guy. The reason I remember him, because I used to play with Miami Heat, and my boy Junior used to play with the Pacers, and he used to be shooting that bitch. That's yeah. So, yeah, he he was supposed to be that guy, then he got hurt. And that's when Paul George ascended and became the guy, but he still... We'll talk about play pandemic P. Pandemic P. Whatever the case may be. So whatever the case may be. So by the standards of the number one pick and by the NBA, most people, everybody agrees that Kwame Brown was a bust. 
it's funny, and he can find like, and we'll get into what's been. So basically, what happened is for years, people will like when he played in the NBA, he was you know plenty of commentators, analysts talked about how sorry he was. Yeah, everybody, by NBA everybody joke. Nobody ever talked about him personally as a man. They just talked about his game. They talked about how mm-hmm. he wasn't good at basketball. Yeah, that's it. Now he did play thirteen years in the NBA for whatever That's reason. A people kept, long, nice career. For whatever reason, and yes, he made sixty-three million dollars, sixty-three, sixty-three and a half, yeah. or sixty-five point three, something like that. Sixty-seven million. He made enough. He made a lot of money, and I commend him for that. Yeah. How he kept getting roster spots, I will never know. But hey, Jeremy Ling had a ten-year career. Nobody yeah. knows. They, yeah, you know, they got to feel Vince rosters. Car, Vince but, Carter did. But, you know, but, yeah, but Vince Carter was a star. So that's yeah. what you can't compare it to. <laughs> Went from a star to a half star, though. Well, yeah, but he was old. That's different. Yeah. Like, but he, for 10 years, for the first 10 years of his career, he was Marquis. So you yeah. can't, yeah, no. And Vince Carter is a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. that's, that's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> However, um, so, yes, you, he played, he had a long career. But it also, but I also think that goes to show you how hard and how limited opportunities are in the NBA because somebody who's largely considered sorry by NBA standards can last, can last in the long, in the long time in the NBA. But if you that sorry in the NFL, you might get a year, two years at tops. Right, make sure you gotta keep that bench warm, and you're gone. So, so. It shows you how limited the opportunities are, or how limited that they will keep people who are largely considered trash by most people in the NBA because they need they need to fill these spots. So whatever the case may be, um, for years people have talked about Kwame. Kwame really Kwame has not said much. He hasn't said much of anything. Nobody's heard from this nigga. I just the first time I honestly I've never heard this nigga voice. Um, so I didn't know how he did. He was just fucking country. <laughs> he sound crazy. He sound like an old uncle man, uncle old conspiracy so uncle crazy. that some people got. So, um, so the All the Smoke podcast, which is uh, Stephen Jackson and um, Matt Barnes podcast, uh, Gilbert Arenas was on there, and they were talking about. He was telling some stories about you know Kwame and you know what happened to his confidence and why he was the way he was, and he didn't say anything. They didn't say anything wrong. Um, the only thing that Kwame had an issue with was apparently there was a part where I think it was Steven that made the comment that it was only one person in that trade. No, because I guess it was two episodes. So it was one episode with Jeannie Buss was on there. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the trade where Paul Gasol came to the team and and he somebody made the comment. It was only one guy in that trade. It was only one player. It wasn't he was one of the players, but there was another player in that trade. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, it was only one guy in that trade. And 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 all Matt Barnes did was laugh. He didn't even say anything. <laughs> Steven Jackson's the one that made the comment, and Bat Barnes is kind of, you know, you know, kiki or whatever. Um, so whatever the case may be, he Kwame got wind of, of this. And felt some type of way. And um, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest here. People have to understand um, what it means to be strategic. Let's be clear. I don't know what Kwame Barnes has been doing lately, but I can tell you that this was. Kwame was just looking for a reason to get his shit off. Yeah, of course. He was looking for a reason to get his shit off, and they gave him an alley-oop, and he says, hey, he slam dunking I'm a, I, may not, I may have not caught the oop when I was in the league, but I'm about to catch this one. Yeah. So he said, all right, I'm going to choose. I'm going to come at everybody. 
here's my thing. So he he came at he came at Stephen Jackson, Stephen um, A. Smith. He came, at, he came at Stephen A. Smith, Charlemagne. And mind you, he started following. He now he started finding old comments from stuff. Yeah, like Stephen A. Smith. Like you know, the Stephen A. Smith shit that shit happened years ago when Skip was still at ESPN. Like he finding old clips of shit and, and going on. Nigga, you ain't said nothing for 10, 15 years. Now all of a sudden you want to go find old stuff. People was been saying this shit. So yeah. it started with Gilbert. He said shit some shit about Gilbert. Uh and Gilbert was like, look, man, you know, whatever. Cause, you know, Kwame talked about how you can fight and he got hands, and that's fine. Cool. You got hands, it's cool. But you pointed that out. You, you know, whatever. Then he got mad at Jamel Hill because she made the quote that he chose violence and he didn't clearly understand it because he a country nigga from the South who don't know nothing. So he didn't understand that that term was, it was a, it's a, it's not meant to mean you're a violent person. Somehow he took that as an attack and said, oh, you say I'm being a violent man. So you're trying to play black man. No, nigga, that's not what she said. It was a joke, you dumb fuck. But he didn't understand that because he doesn't understand funny things. Because um, I knew exactly what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Most people did, and he went. He went left with that because he's who he is. So the the Matt Barnes is the one he went the most personal way. He consistently went at Matt Barnes, and he basically talked about he went. Yeah, he went personal with Charlamagne. Like, yeah, yeah just that, was, that rape case and all that other that stuff. Was, but I will get to that because that part that's probably Charlamagne's fault. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Charlamagne's fault. Yeah, true. Because Charlamagne didn't need to go where he went. That's true. So, starting with Matt Barnes, he talked about, because everybody knows the story, Derek Fisher is engaged to Matt Barnes' ex-wife. The story goes is back when they were, when they first started messing around, there was a situation where Matt Barnes didn't have had a problem with this and basically drove 90 miles to go see Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. And handing him ass whooping out here. Right. So, because of this, so now everybody knows the story, whatever the case may be, but so, of course, this is what, you know, Kwame Brown decides to bring to the forefront and talk about how you ain't a man because you let this nigga, you let this man be with you. Like, 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 like you have a saying who she, fuck she choose to be with or whatever. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a lot of ego and man shit he talking, like male, uh, like ego type shit that he basically talking about, like, you a man, you can't let another man be with your woman. Huh? She ain't yours no more, nigga, though. So you have no say in that shit. But, okay, whatever, Kwame. Um, this is why I hate the internet. Like, it's just so, and then you get to Stephen A., Stephen Jackson. He talks about Stephen Jackson saying Stephen Jackson is a fake gangster. Now, yes, Stephen Jackson is, quote, unquote, a blood from what I've seen. He does wreck that shit on me to this day. Mm. All, and so he and he talked about the how you supposed to be a, you a gang member, but you out here talking about advocating black people rights and shit like that. Now, he has a point, but he doesn't have a point. And the reason well, he has a point, but not totally. And the reason I say this is he is right. If you are but if you are an active gang member, <laughs> you cannot then say you're a guy here talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter if you're technically killing black people. According to white people, that's a gang though. That is true. That is true, <laughs> but that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole nother issue. You rep that gang club. But BLM. But at the same time. If you understand the original purpose of those gangs, you know, you can rep it all you day. Snoop ain't rep, still, Snoop still rep Crips, but he ain't out here killing nobody. Snoop is out here supporting people and stuff like that. So if you can say that about Steven Jackson, you can say you would have to say the same thing about Snoop. You would have to say that about any other rapper. 
or anybody else who claims that they, you know, they were, you know, in the gang, they're affiliated. Because you have to understand that affiliation doesn't go away just because you're an adult. Mm-hmm. You cannot be active in the gang, but that doesn't mean you are not still part of it. All right. That's just, that's how that culture now, works. He ain't going to the prayer meetings. Like, he's not going to the meetings about, hey, he's he not loading up guns, going out there, taking niggas out. Like, he's not doing that. But you still, that's who, that's what you came up as. That's what, who you are. So you can't, that's now you can't change that. Now, so while yes, I understand his initial point, it's not, it's like, it's not well thought out. And um, people just kind of latch on anything. Mm-hmm. Now, well, Stephen A, again, he went back and found old interviews where Stephen A called him sorry. Now, this shit's is 10 years old. Why are you coming at him now? What the fuck? <laughs> and again, you want to go personal. And that's my issue. Because again, Nobody ever said anything about you. Like, so Stephen A responded to him, and I don't necessarily like the response he did with the highlights. It was stupid. It was a little lame, but I understand his initial, his whole point is nobody ever said a word about you, Kwame Brown, as a man. All we said is your game was whack. That's it. And we are allowed to critique your basketball game because you play in the national, you play in the National Basketball Association. So, yes, we are allowed to say, hey, you suck. Mm-hmm. Your peers are allowed to say, hey, you suck. Kwame, you can get every former teammate you play with that like you to come on your platform, that think like you, and tell you how, oh, yeah, Kwame was killing niggas in practice because none of that practice shit mean a goddamn thing to me. Mm-hmm. There are some great, there are some guys who are the greatest back practice players in the world that can't do shit on the actual court. So why does that matter to me? Mm-hmm. You can be shit. The whole reason the Pistons drafted Darko Milicic is because they said he had a better fucking workout. He was killing everybody in practices and shit before the draft. But you know who who's a Hall of Famer? Who's not? Carlo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, all them other cats that came that got drafted that dra- that drafted after him. Y'all drafted that nigga. So. All that practice bullshit don't mean a damn thing to me, Kwame. It don't. And you can say that, and that's cool because I know you're trying to fit a narrative. Everybody just thinks this shit is entertaining, so everybody's going to rock with you. But well, he popping right now just because he want to just talk shit. And so yeah, he just, he, they egging it, you know, so he just really, you know. Plus, some of the people he's attacking, people have an issue with anyway, so they're easy, they're low-hanging fruit. Yeah. There are people who can't stand Stephen A. Mm-hmm. There might be people who can't stand Stephen A. Jackson and Gilbert Arenas. And Gilbert Arenas has been fucking with people for years, so I can understand people that don't mm-hmm. like him. So, yes, people are going to go at those people before. Jim, some, there are a lot of people who hate Jamel Hill for some reason. Um, black people I see, and they think, oh, she's she made some corny jokes up. Like, there are even people that question if she's from Detroit. I said, yes, yeah, she's from Detroit. Fucking yeah. Uh, uh, Detroit is not distinct to just, like, one type of person. And that's my yeah, thing. I but they, know that. Like, like, it I'm, is diverse out here. Yeah, we are not, a mon- like, just like black people are not a monolith, people from Detroit aren't. It's the same reason I remember back in the day when Sean first started getting popping. And I was saw niggas like, he don't represent Detroit. He ain't really. I'm like, nigga, Sean talk about Detroit every chance he get. Like, nah, he wearing them leather pants. No nigga from Detroit weather. I said, none of you niggas from Detroit can afford those pants. That's why. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember when I was working at this job and these dudes, uh, these young dudes I used to talk to all and now we used to pop shit, talk some shit, whatever. It was like, you really from the east side? I'm like, yeah, man, I grew up with the Fanny, all this other stuff. I was like, yeah, man, you don't like, I was like, I just don't like nigga shit like that for real. They're like, what you mean nigga shit? I was like, I just like the, the Detroit nigga starter pack. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got the Cartiers, right? He's like, yeah. Look, let me They clear. love those. Do I don't look, like them. I am, 
I've been there's two things there, a couple things from Detroit that I was never privy to. And maybe we were just we were just because we was going shit. Yeah. We were not paying. The Cartier things I didn't learn about that till I got older. Right. Because I, I never I, none of my friends, nobody I knew or cared about pay attention to that shit. Uh, everybody I knew paid oh, I, But I, yeah, and yet you're like it was probably in your area, your generation yeah. when I started like this is a thing. That's the only time I started hearing about it. And then the niggas call saying my baby. I have never had a nigga I know talk call me that. No, I ain't never say that shit. But it's the Cardiass. I did work fitted caps. I did run fitted caps. But that's I, a, I don't that's like a, I don't a, like that's a, that's a universal thing. Like fitted caps is a universal thing. I was saying, nah, but they was talking about saying, yeah, you don't like pit bulls. I don't like pit bulls. Cause it seemed like everybody selling them bitches for four dollar. <laughs> <laughs> If I was growing up, it was white wallets. I got a, I got a red nose, nigga. One twenty five, nigga. Like, nah. I got, I got four. I got a puppies right now. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that ugly ass dog, man. That's, I, I like cute little dogs. I don't want a big ugly motherfuckers, man. That stink. Shit. Oh, like, nigga, you don't like old schools? I'm like, nah. I don't like old school cars. I don't, I don't like them. Man, yeah, they like box Chevy. I'm like. It's like what Dad tells me, like, because, you know, you know, Dad. Dad, most people, like, our dad's an R&B hit, first and foremost. At least he was. He's, he was. His life is switched because it's different. Well, he, I don't know. I remember him. I'm doing, I ain't hear him listen to R&B till, like, later on. All I heard no, no, was no. Pac and DJ no, 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 Quick. No, 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 no. It was always R&B and just Pac. It was, and it was Pac wow. later on. But it was mostly R&B. Right, right. Sade, fucking Babyface all of the time. Um, I remember Sade. It was some other group he used to listen to a lot. Boys to Man. When I tell you Christmas interpretations <laughs> kept played out from November to like January every year in our house. <laughs> For about car- 20 some years. <laughs> 20 years. Let it snow. Let it snow. <laughs> every time we woke up, let it snow. <laughs> Nice. We come home from our grandma's house because the tradition was we would open grandma, we would be our grandma's house to like midnight, 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 midnight open gifts. We come home, home imagine there's a bunch sleep. of gifts and let us know it's playing. Yeah. <laughs> let us know playing. Let us know it's playing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired of these niggas. <laughs> yes, I know boy. these niggas tired too. <laughs> had to hide that CD. Like, like a lot of boys to men got played in our house. We had, uh, so, yeah, we had to let us know on. On a vinyl <laughs> tape <laughs> CD, and we just streamed it last Christmas. Right, yep, <laughs> the phone would not die. It's just like my mom used to love Pretty Woman. When I tell you, I broke that movie twice, and she just Man, kept buying that. I, I bought her. I, I ain't gonna. I bought her at least four. Cause she, I kept. I broke it at least twice. I bought her. I got so sick of that. I movie. bought her four, and I have if they're especially if I was dating back in the day, and girls like, oh, get your mom's not like, just get a Pretty Woman. <laughs> <laughs> she probably ain't gonna remember she got it anyway. I'm gonna have about nine pretty woman copies of movies, man. I swear to God, I don't know why the she hell she got some that damn movie. Yeah, but yeah. So it just hey, what was it? What else was it from Detroit? It was like a bunch of shit. I was just like, I don't. Get it was it. always the yeas, and they just told me, "Oh, now you from Southfield." <laughs> God damn. Yeah, like niggas is like. I said, no, I like, you know, you gotta understand, like, no, like, first of all, my family had killers in it. Let's be clear. 
Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go all these close to these niggas, but oh, yeah. they existed. Everybody, everybody got and shit. My dad's side of the family, we niggas in high school, in school, they was all basically big, big ass gang calling uh, each other when niggas got in fights and shit. Yeah. <laughs> niggas basically ran to school. Now nah, that's Detroit. Everybody got a crazy cousin. Oh yeah, and they, that they, can, the, that they can they can call and, and get something handled. Yeah. Serena was the crazy cousin from what I heard. She was. Everybody she got was the, the. Everybody got the. She was crazy basically cousin. the godfather of the of everybody. <laughs> But yeah, so whatever the case may be, most of the shit Kwame keeps spouting is basically a bunch of old hyper masculine, like like patriarchal bullshit about not being a real man. He keeps saying beta male, like you're not an alpha, and all this other bullshit. And it's like, like he's a low hanging fruit. Then he keeps talking about Matt Barnes and like since you mix, you know you like so you mix so you really which one you which one your granddad's hate you the white one or the black one like this. Like a lot of bunch of racist shit. <laughs> it's a bunch hmm. of country ass old way of thinking type shit, and it's like, yeah, okay, dog. Now, Somewhere Charlemagne, the Charlemagne one, honestly, as much as I don't necessarily agree with everything Kwame has been doing, I don't blame him for how he came at Charlemagne because Charlemagne went personal. First, he did because Charlemagne, in his effort to try to tell people how they need to leave Kwame alone, he divulged information about Kwame's family that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. He talked about because Kwame is originally born in the same place as Charlemagne, he still got family there. Yeah, even though Kwame didn't grow up there. Now Kwame doesn't know a lot of people in his family because his dad was all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. His dad was also eventually got locked up and shit like that. So. But Charlemagne volunteered a bunch of information about his dad getting arrested or his sister this and the sister that. So, and mind you, like, Carmen said, I don't even know these, I don't even associate with some of these people. Is you telling me shit? I don't even know. So it wasn't even, and when he first even did it, I said, why is he doing that? That don't even, none of this shit is necessary. You're not helping the situation. So when Kwame responds and talks about his rape case that everybody already knows about, he's not wrong. Because you went personal. So he has every right to go to respond to you personally because you brought up shit that had nothing to do with anything that was going on. You didn't know his family dynamic. All you wanted to show is you knew some of his people. And you, I know what you were trying to do, but the way you went about it was stupid. It was just stupid. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame Kwame for the way he responded to Charlemagne. That's probably the only one I agree with because you... You started it. You Charlemagne started it. He opened that floodgate. So I can't, you can't be then mad, sending cease and desist and shit like that because you opened that door. Mm -hmm. You brought in his family. You brought in personal shit. So you can't then, and I understand you weren't trying to insult him or bring him, but you shouldn't, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't. It just wasn't. You could have just said, hey, I need to call me me along, his family from where I'm from, and they don't play. And you could have just left it at that. But you decided to divulge personal yeah. details. And then when you apologized, you had to make it a point to put it in there that all of these things are public record. But nobody would know those people related to me unless you brought it up. Because you know people from there. That's true. Also, you have to take into account who else you affect. And when you do that shit, because you bring it up, you're talking about other people's traumas. When you do that shit, you don't know what these people are dealing with. Right. Yeah. Right, right, so right. it was just, it wasn't, it was never, ne- it wasn't, it wasn't called for. It was unnecessary. So yeah, I don't have a problem with the way Kwame responded to him because you started it. But overall, 
Kwame is basically clout chasing. And I don't, look, he can deny all he wants, but he's doing all this shit for attention, which is nothing wrong with that's what you're doing. But just admit that. Yes, you wanted some attention. You had time. You was probably bored. Look, I ain't got shit else to do. And yes, I look, I commend you. Yes, you you took your mom out of you, you put your mom in a position where she can live her life and be happy. She live on the golf course, whatever the case may be. You made all this money. You that so yes, yes, you were a success in that regard. But by the standards of the NBA and by the standard of being the number one pick, you sir were a bust. There is nothing wrong with that. You had a long NBA career, probably 10 years longer than it should have been, but you did. Mm-hmm. Don't say shit to me talking about, yo, man, you know, me and Kobe had 82 points that one game. You had one point. 80, Kobe scored 81 in that game. You talking about, y'all ain't see them screens I was setting? I will punch you in the throat, nigga. <laughs> Like you can't, you you can't say that with a straight face. You can't say shit like that. You can't say shit to me to, like that with a straight face and think I'm about to sit here and, and take anything you saying seriously. Uh, this is the thing. He once people get a whiff of that drug called attention, and people sometimes just can't handle it. Like once they get a, a attention, especially it's more attention than they ever did before. And it's like, oh shit! I gotta take advantage of the opportunity. So I mean, he more of an opportunity, definitely opportunists, because you know, what I'm saying I understand he wanted to respond to people, whatever the case may be. But at the same time, now he's just making a fucking video every fucking day for nothing. Now. Yeah, he going live like, every day, just, and it's like, oh man, really? just chill, enjoy life. Just go hug. Like, if you happy, like, go back to being happy. You can respond and want to let that shit alone, and you've been fine. I just feel like if you own the internet. That much, you obviously are not living and living life. That's how you know people. Like that's how I feel about people that be on social media all fucking day. You ain't got a life. And me, person, me knowing people personally is the ones I know personally on internet all the damn time. It's because they do not have a life at all. They go to work and go home and be on the internet. Where sometimes some of them ain't even got a job. They just be on the internet and they just want that drug called attention. Yeah. It's like they need that. They need that validation from other people who don't really know. I don't know get them. it because it's like, like I, it it saves them. So I know I had a I knew a person who never like hey, look. He wasn't like a ugly guy or anything like that. You know, he probably could have got girls if you ever talked to him. But man, he was ugliest niggas get a girl, man. But no, no. So no. But the so my point was he. He would tell me how he had never like approached a girl in person. Every time he met a girl was through the internet, through some type of social media, up to mm. a point. Because, and part of it was that he was afraid of rejection. He couldn't take that. Basically, it was what it boiled down to. So if a girl told him no, he wouldn't know how to take it. Nigga, that's your problem, first of all. So I remember the first time he like, I remember one time I came to work and he was like, yo, Ken, guess what happened? I said, what's up? He's like, oh, his customer wasn't, he was kind of far from me. I got her number. Okay, well, good for you. And then you grown as hell, dog. But like, look, I ain't gonna never say I'm like, I'm the most attractive nigga in the world. But I've never had a problem getting girls. That has never been an issue for me. And I've never, and it, whether I've met a girl through social media or in person, it don't matter. I have never had that problem because I'm not afraid to talk to people. It's not that hard. But I think, like I said, a lot of dudes fear rejection. It's also the reason why some of you women are scared to be out here saying no to dudes because they feel like if they don't get a dude their number, he gonna, he gonna be mad. 
And some of these dudes, unfortunately, is, is, well, fuck you then, bitch. It, it, and, and unfortunately, it's fuck not even just that anymore. There are girls dying and losing their lives because That's niggas true. can't can't deal with rejection. It's like, and like, because I've never even, even when I would see that shit, because you would go like, I remember going to State Fair one year, long time ago, and you see just one, one or two girls, and it's like ten dudes around her. We're on these two girls, like trying, and um, it's probably one or two dudes trying to holler at them. Why all your dudes here for moral support? What the fuck, dog? Nah, see, this is the thing. This is what they be there for. So, a lot of times, if it's a bunch of dudes and one probably about to go hide the girl, it's usually a bet going on. Like, you know, bitch, you ain't gonna see no, no girl. I bet you this and this, and that's how that happened. Because that happened to me before. Like, I probably approached probably about, I can honestly say, I probably approached maybe four. Six women in my entire life. So everybody else, I was either, I either uh, women was just on me or whatever the case may be. But yeah, the one time I tried, it was actually the first time. First time I shot to this girl, mind you, it was all cool because me and her just used to play all the time. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with these uh, my, uh, these older boys. Uh, I think it was Gabriel <laughs> and Tyrone, and I was playing with the girl. Then they seen me. They was like. Oh, that's your, you bet you won't get a number. I'm like, man, so now you're feeling the peer pressure. Like, oh, okay. Well, no, that's now I'm, about, now I'm about to make this weird because me and her was having fun being friends, <laughs> playing and shit. Now I'm, I'm being peer pressure to get a number. Well, peer pressure, and that's fine. I get that. My issue is not like, hey, if your boy, hey, yo, go get her number. But it's when it's literally a circle of dudes. Because they want to see what she's going to say. But no, but see, my issue with that is that, that for the girl, that's intimidating oh, yeah, as shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It's it intimidating is. as shit because now she feel pressure yeah. to do this shit. Like, y'all niggas ain't going to let her out your circle yeah. if she don't give this nigga her number. That shit is not cool. It was I didn't think it was cool back then. And so, unfortunately, those same type of niggas that do shit like that are the same niggas that can't take when a girl mm-hmm. tell them no. Like, every time I see a nigga... First of all, let me grab an old girl by the arm and she don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yo, girl, come here. Nigga, if you don't... Oh, that's just no. extra aggressive. It's extra aggressive. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't touch people you don't know like that. No. Second of all, what the fuck? I'm supposed to just... Nigga, no. And then, mm-hmm. like, if she... And you, like, like, hey, girl, and she don't respond the way you want. Well, fuck you then, nigga. She was... She was fine and shit and everything else for five seconds ago, but then she don't like you all of a sudden just fuck her. Nigga, fuck you then, Every bitch. girl don't owe you attention, motherfucker. <laughs> she don't. She just don't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, she had told me no. What? And they laughed at me. So I felt some type of way for a minute. For a long minute, me and her stopped playing. We stopped playing after that because they need peer pressure. Me and her was having a good time just playing, being kids, being friends. And they made me made it weird. And next thing you know, me and her went playing. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Damn you. I remember them. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, memories. Uh, Tyrone. Tyrone is actually the uh, head football coach of King. Shout out to is Tyrone. It? Yes, he is. Oh damn. Yeah, got another. He always be shouting out a lot of his players going to college and stuff. I think one of his players that he coached actually went to the NFL. I can't remember his name. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, even know yeah, that. He's cool. he the head coach. That's damn. That's cool. Yeah, shout out to Tyrone. I ain't seen them niggas in years. Call on Tyrone. No, I was telling somebody about the. Um, <laughs> I was talking about the time when I almost got kicked out of school for pulling that BB gun on somebody like a dumbass. And how I had the fear of God in my head when I thought that was going to kill me. Mm-hmm. So the story goes, I think, I don't know if I told the story on here. So Gabriel, so 
At the time, you know, you know, when I was hanging around Rico, Rico and then we saw he skips. I thought it was Marco. No, it was before Marco. Marco came the next year. Oh, because okay. Marco didn't come to transfer to Finney until the following year. Oh, okay. I started when I, tra- when I transferred to Finney in tenth grade. I started hanging out with Rico. Okay. It was either the tenth grade, the second half. It may have been the second half of tenth grade year. It may have been the second semester that Rico oh, came in. I think. Okay. It may have been that, but. Hanging out, no, it had to be. It was, it was had to be developed next year. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, hanging around Rico. Rico brings the BB gun to school. Now it looks like a real gun. I don't know how it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how he got it through yeah, the fucking. Just paint the tip. No idea how he got it through the metal detector, right? So we skip, leave early. So we, cause we always did. And it was me. It was always me, him, this dude, Carlos, and um, Greg. Whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Greg's sister went to Marquette. She was in like kindergarten so he would go kindergarten some shit he would pick her up after school mm-hmm. so we me and rico skipping we go, we're gonna go to mccray and meet meet greg because we probably he's probably gonna be up there eventually so we go up there it's, the end of, it's almost the end of the day for them gabriel had this kid that used to come to our neighborhood who's friend and that kid mm-hmm. used to talk so much shit it's about herman i think his name was herman he had a little a little beige it might have been it may have been him might be i don't know i don't know if it was him or not i can't remember but he used to talk all type of shit to me. Probably because he was a kid and I wouldn't go him. But it was like, he used to talk major shit every time I talked to him. And I felt the way. But I couldn't do anything. Well, he went to Marquette. And so we sat outside the school and he comes out to let the flag down. So I'm like, yo, Rico, give me the, let me go scare his ass. <laughs> right? So I walk up to him and I pull it and I show it. He immediately runs into school, right? Me and Rico bust up. We jet. We jet. We get on the bus, head home. I walk in the side door and I look up to my left and mom's standing there like, what the fuck did you do? I said, huh? What, what, you, what, are you, what are you talking about, mother? Whatever, what do you mean? What? <laughs> I'm like, no type of room. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about, mom. What are you talking about? Your dad is out there looking for you right now. I said, I'm sorry, what? He's looking for me? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> so what I was told was, so apparently... The, the, he goes in there. He tells the principal. Principal knows that we hang out with Greg, mm. or they recognize us, whatever. So they call our school, and somebody in the office recognizes, knows that we hang out with Greg, and they tell the principal. Principal calls the house. Dead sleep because the dad probably worked midnight. So dead mm. sleep. He gets a phone call. Hey, your son just pulled a gun on somebody. What? Kitty? My son? He jumps out of bed, instantly gets dressed, and he hops in the car looking for my dumb ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just happened to be him home, and mom, and mom tells me what happened. I said, I'm sorry, what? So now I am sitting at home, tooling my thumbs, waiting for the thunder. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to me? Guys, was not I ain't never played with none of them things. <laughs> so, I don't even like them now. So, and so... Get ho- Dad gets home. He don't touch me. <laughs> so now I'm even more afraid. Because <laughs> now I'm like, I don't see what I open. Because <laughs> there ain't no telling what he might just have the feeling. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck this nigga up. <laughs> so they get into the school telling me, okay, we're going to have a meeting. They schedule a meeting at the school. I have mom and dad come. Talk to the principal. And... uh First thing he's like, he's like, nigga, do you understand how, and he didn't say it that way, but he's like, you understand how lucky you are? You got, like, you are one of the few kids that's coming here with both their parents. 
kind of got a point. I, I get it. I get it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So then he makes me he makes me read the, the part of the student code of conduct that I violated because the, the student code of conduct I was supposed to be expelled for that. Mm-hmm. He makes me read it. And he's like, you know, I mean, kids can't read that. And I was like, he's like, and, he's, and so basically he's like, well, so I'm gonna we're not gonna expel you, but you have to do, I had to do trash duty in the lunchroom for like two months or some shit like that. Mm. Um, but the whole time for like six months. It's like the episode when Stewie beat up uh, uh, Brian for the money. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest time, he was still waiting to see if this nigga going to get up. It's just literally how I was for like four months. Like, you know, if he going to just one day haul off and just go on my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so scared for a while. I was like, I don't know. But yeah, so. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I. but when you brought up Gabriel, it made me think of that story. <laughs> Mm-mm. But yeah, so Mr. Mr. Kwame Brown, it's cool. I understand you're trying to get your shit off, and that's cool. I get it. You, you know, the internet is addictive. That's fuck. But all this, all this old man rhetoric and this old, you know, you yeah, you look, you from the south, and I can definitely tell. And so your your views of the world are totally different than mine, and we would probably never agree on a lot of things. Like I said, I understand why you went to Charlemagne the way you did. Some of the other ones, you probably you went a little too far because niggas didn't do nothing but talk about your game. And the reality is this. No matter how much shit you talk, Mr. Brown, by the NBA standards and by the standard number one pick, you were a bust. Simple as that. And that's fine. If you don't agree. Yeah, just get over it. That's it. You made your money. It's cool. I don't hear Anthony Bennett out here whining about nobody calling him a bust. I don't hear about anybody. Is your Marcus Russell out here talking about anybody complaining because he was a bust? None of these other people are out here whining and complaining when people tell them they're a bust. You are the only one out here acting like a bitch. And really what you're doing is proving that you're sensitive. You actually proven what everybody said. You wasn't you was mentally weak and you couldn't handle it. Simply put. Mm-hmm. Now, while you reacting to what you're doing, you're proving just that. And look, everybody is gonna root for you. And unfortunately, you find an audience because there's a lot of guys who think like you. So they gonna, of course, they don't, they gonna agree with your shit, and you, they, you find an audience with this shit, and some people just find it because they like it because people like the train wreck, and like I said, you also, you are also going at people who people don't really like. There are people who don't like Jamel, there are people who don't like Charlamagne, there are people who don't like Stephen A, or whatever the case may be, and that's cool. I get mm-hmm. it. I understand. You, you, you tapped into the audience. You just like when Trump tapped into all the racist people who were mad about Obama being president, and he, he just took that and ran with it. You are doing basically the same thing. But with a different group, so it's cool. I get it. I've seen it happen before. I commend you for your effort, sir. But at the end of the day, you know what, nigga, you were still a bust. What a cap! What a what a what a capital B! What a capital B! Um, and it's all right. You rich. It's so. cool. You rich. You got money. It's no nothing wrong with it. You got your cash. And I think I, me personally, I feel like you fucking up. Cause at the end of the let let me be rich. I'm quiet as a fucking mouse. I already I don't. don't about you niggas. I already don't post on social media. It is. I really won't be posting shit. Motherfuckers you gotta see you me. Niggas on how y'all feel about me if I got my money. Like yeah. Oh. I'll be hugging my bankroll. Matter of fact, I'm sorry. I'll be hugging my phone because I'll be looking at my account. <laughs> it's like, bust it is. Shit. <laughs> I'll yep. be there. Matter of fact, I would nickname my account Bust. Right, the Bust account. Bust account. <laughs> mm. 
Hey, maybe he running out of money. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he moved too old. I don't know. Maybe. I have money. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe need to do that. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just throwing shit out there right now. Maybe that's not. Maybe I don't know. Well, they say athletes be blowing through money like. But he this, country so. and shit, so he probably don't need shit. He probably got a. Yeah, he, got he probably a, got him a farm. He got a farm somewhere. He don't need shit. He don't go nowhere. So look, he probably still got money. That's cool. Yeah. If you do, in that case, enjoy your money. Enjoy your. Yeah. Enjoy the money you earned in your 13 year NBA career where you didn't do shit. But average just go go do something, man. Go live, man. I said, get off the internet. Right. Get your so, phone to break. Matter of fact, apologize to your phone. Apologize to your laptop for abusing yeah, it. And also, if you're going to do this shit, get a better quality video. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's another thing, too. Because <laughs> you look like you recording on the flip phone with the, <laughs> with the first camera, my guy. The first camera. He, he, he goes, Virgin he Mobile, that, man. No, he on that phone that you got when you used to get the Sprint sent you two of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <EBDO. damn. laughs> All right, babe. So, so this is what, so this is, I'm going to go, so we were talking about people who like, who are like, who did start doing shit when they were younger. So, and it kind of let me do it. So, talking to somebody earlier and they randomly brought up, um, oh, so they say I was, I think I mentioned in, in context, I mentioned something about Mario and I told, it was a song or something, right? Mario, like the singer, right? The singer? Oh, okay. And so um, she was like, well, look, like, what happened to Lil' Rima? I said, who the fuck is Lil' Rima? And so I'm like, well, who the fuck is Lil' Rima? So I looked up the name, like, I don't know who this person is. She's like, no, it was Lil' Corey and Lil' Rima. I said, Lil' Lil' Corey? So I looked up, I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, uh, what was it? Hush Little Lady? The song, it was a kid named Lil' Corey. He had a song called Hush Little Lady. And I guess Lil' Rima was a little girl that featured on it. I'm like, why do you remember that? Second of all, Apparently, little Corey is now Bando Jones. <laughs> uh, and if this is the same little Rima, she is all she is now uh, Rima Rima Major. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, it made me think of. It made me think of how hard it is for child stars to transition into adulthood. Oh, they're going through it. Hell, you see Orlando Brown? Hey, some of his songs be entertaining, though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but this nigga is crazy. But yeah, like, but even the ones that were successful as artists, for example, Sammy, Sammy has had a successful mixtape run and he transitioned. Like Sammy, he, Sammy, Sammy. Sammy, uh, what was that song? Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Sammy, and also he was in a hardball song. Yeah. Like, 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 like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the littles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Lil Zane. Lil, Lil Zane. Lil Park. <laughs> but um, Sammy has been still consistently making music, but he never achieves, of course, the success of, as that one single. But he's like, he's transitioned. Like, he got one song. It was one song he got with it was on I, mean, I think it was on Eric Bellinger's project in Man Band and he and he it sounded as great. Like he he's been doing music and he he evolved as an artist mm-hmm. but he just you know it you he just couldn't achieve that same level because for a lot of people even if you can transition as an artist it's hard because everybody sees you as that kid. Yeah yeah because yeah, people don't want to see you grow up. They don't want to see you grow up. It's also like you know especially if you were really really young. Like it was like oh it was cute it was cute it was cute. That's why I appreciate like somebody like Willow Smith because Willow hated the whole uh, I whip my hair back and forth shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Will tells a story about when they was on tour, 
And she was like telling her how she wants to go home yeah. after one of the shows. And he was like, No, nah, we got you got more shows. You know, we promised Mr. Jay Z we were gonna do all these shows. So I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to do this. And like the next day he came on, she had shit cut her hair off. On the whip my hair to her. She cut her hair off. Oh, well, apparently she wants to go home. So I'm gonna listen to my daughter now. And him listening to her and letting her do what she like and become her own person allow her to evolve properly as an artist. Right. So she can do her own thing. Same thing with um Jaden is probably one of my favorite artists in the last couple of years. Cause Jaden's evolution as an artist. Like his last two projects are awesome. He he's a Oh no, one of the projects was kind of suspect. Which but- one? I don't know. It wasn't the one with the Icon Living. That was hard. I remember my little my daughters was back there jamming to that. I'm just Icon Living. So that was hard. It was another one that came out. I don't remember which one you're talking about because he only had that it one. It was a summer had. one. Had Goku on there, something like that. It was like. Oh, yeah, that was just something he threw out, but that wasn't a full project. Oh, uh, yeah, well, he, he, well you could, Jaden, you could have kept that in uh, the hard drive, sir. But no, he had, but he, but overall, his projects have been, he's involved. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, and, it, and it sounds sonically. It sounds yeah, good sonically. His songs are great. Like, I like his music now. Like, uh, but he still has the stigma of being, you know, Will Smith's son. So some people are not going to fully give him the credit he deserves as an artist, but he definitely has evolved a lot. From when I think the first song they had him do when he was a kid was like with some shit with Jason Justin Bieber when Justin Bieber was young and shit like that. I don't know. I ain't know. Yeah, I, I, I ain't get up into him until that blues song came out. That when that when Part I got that album, when that first that intro is probably one of the best. Like when that's I'm like, what's this bleed? And then she just kept going. It was like four different songs. Yeah, I'm four like, songs. And I'm like, God, I'm like, yo, man. this shit is epic because when it starts with Willow, Why are you trying to give a live concert and shit. Like when some concert shit. When Willow came with the vocals, and I'm like, okay. And it's like, so yeah. dum, 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 dum. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Okay, Jaden. All right, nigga. Yeah. And all the different B flips and shit. I'm like, all right, nigga. I see you. Yeah. All right, I, that's when I was doing. I was like, oh, because this different. Okay. Okay, sir. Okay. I, did, I was not expecting this. Because he went from, like, basically alternative to rock to rap to trap to... Fuck it. Like, I'm like, nigga, damn. How many songs is this going to be in this oh, one yeah. track? Yeah. But that shit was amazing. Um, But yeah, so Jaden, but like, for, let's see, who else is another one that didn't really, shit, I didn't know that what's the name became, um, started doing music. The smart guy. He's Taj Mari. Apparently, he's been doing music for years. I had no idea. I remember that dude, Alfie from My Brother and Me was trying to do music. That was nigga he? looked crazy. Was he? That nigga <laughs> looked crazy. He ain't. He wasn't popping enough. He was just. They was just showing like uh, life out there. He was just all just high as hell, like in the studio. Oh, like it sounded stupid. But shoot, even like, look, Bow Wow for for the fact that he started so young, he had a pretty probably. He's probably the most successful one because he started. He started so young, but he had what? Shit, he had a 10, 15, almost twelve year run of doing yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little got, run before he. Yeah, but he, I mean that run is legendary for most artists. It so. is, yeah. He'll be forever one of the best child artists of all time. Speaking of which, did you you hear they announced that him and Soulja Boy are officially doing the verses? Yeah. And I'm like, do Soulja Boy got 20 songs? Soulja Boy has 20 songs. I just don't see Soulja Boy. It depends. It's going to be two different crowds there. Because number one, Bow Wow crowd is a little bit older than Soulja Boy crowd. So it's like... 
Okay, Bow Wa- like- Boy had all the little dances, which was cute. But Bow Wow got, you know what I'm saying, I, uh, I want to thank you. Like, I mean, Soulja Boy ain't got nothing that's going to, I mean, he can kiss him through the phone, but it's like, no. Nah. I mean, I think only Soulja Boy song I ever even somewhat, somewhat liked was only two songs, and it was, uh, I think it was Pretty Boy Swag, and that shit used to knock, and Turn My Swag On. And that was only the remix. I like the remix. I ain't like the original version. I like the remix with Lil Wayne and Jim Jones and whoever else was on that Okay, shit. so he got Kiss Me Through My Phone. He got Crank Dead, of course. He got Pretty Boy Swag. Yeah. He got Turn My Swag On. Yeah. Soldier Girl. I don't know. Or Gucci Ben. I don't know. If that, a Donk, of course. He got Donk. Yeah. Um... I just don't know. I think he produced that dude though that made that song get silly, get silly. He produ- yeah, and that's the thing. He, if he talks, I guess if he, if he do, uh, but still, he don't get songs like Bow Wow. No, Bow Wow got songs. Bow Wow got songs. Yeah, like, like Tony Boy just got like Bow Wow got like he like he got, he got good like teenage. Bow Wow got Destiny's Child features. Yeah, and shit. If he do, if shit, and um, oh, I think they like me remix. And, yeah, like like if he like. Like Bow Wow, yeah. Bow Wow can literally kill you. For, like he can go through like decade of like you yeah, just Man. hit some like nigga. He was Mister One Hundred Six in Park. Let's That's what, but it made more sense than the Bow Wow Romeo because I was like Bow Wow, Bow Wow got Romeo got five songs. I don't maybe. even think Romeo got even. <laughs> I think he probably got one, two albums. Yeah, you gotta just play his album and yeah. just with no skips. And I'm sure that shit ain't fuck with no damn like, Bow Wow. This nigga got, he got Fresh As I Miss, he got That's My Name, he got Bounce With Me, he got uh, Take You Home, he got, yeah. like, Thank You. That song's hot. Like, like, he got, let's get, let's get down, he got, like, shit. Let Me Hold better. You. Let, you. Let Me Hold You. There's songs of him and Lamari. Shit. Like, yeah, he got too many, I'm a, like, the original I'm a Flirt, I forget that was his song. Oh, I know. Yeah, original was his song. Um... Shit, like Bow Wow got too many songs. Like I feel like, like you, I forgot about that. I feel like only I know this age. I feel like only person catalog. Like, I think and, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know how it makes sense and go together. But I feel like a per, a, per, a nice one would be a Drake and Bow Wow. No, that wouldn't. Drake can only go against another guy tier artist. He can't. I, Drake has just hits. No, really? No, Drake has. Drake has been dropping hits for ten years straight. Bow did twelve. No, not as many, (laughs) nigga. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same, nigga. You drop a four. You drop a a four pack and all four songs on the top ten. No, nigga, you can't do it. It's not the same, dog. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm be clear. Drake could drop a. I'm not not a heat. Like, look, I'm being so. I I'm a Drake. Fan when he raps, not a fan of singing Drake because I don't think the nigga can sing. <laughs> but I respect. You can't tell me that. Like I respect him because let's be clear, I was one of the first niggas putting niggas up on Drake. Now, well, it's Kanis. Well, Kanis put me up on Drake. Yeah, Kanis put, put us on Drake. It was she, Christmas. It was Christmas, it was and she was like, my, uh, "Yo, it's this kid. It's this kid." It's this kid named Drake y'all need to check out. He be rapping with Wayne or whatever. You know, I don't really like Wayne, but y'all should check him out. She played this on Ransom for us. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And mind you, when I first heard Drake, I thought the nigga was dark skinned. Like, I didn't know he was a light skinned nigga. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. So then she was like, 
I was like, oh, nigga, you know, whatever, you cool. She's like, yeah, you know, he used to be on the grass. I said, oh, time out. <laughs> well, he used to be on what? Degrassi? Yeah, fuck all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope, I was not giving him a chance. I'm like, and I still didn't know who he was on the Degrassi. I just knew he was on the Degrassi. I'm good because I used to hate when she watched that show. I hated that show. <laughs> and it wasn't until two months later when So Far Gone was about to drop that I started hearing like all the hip hop sites I would be on would start playing little songs and I heard Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And I loved that song. I was like, oh, okay. All right, cool. And I started listening to other stuff and then So Far Gone Drop. I was sold. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point on, I just started putting people up on, like, yo, I ain't listening to this nigga. That's all I played in my car. Every yeah. mixtape song, every song he had. And that's when I went back and listened to all his old stuff. And that's when I discovered, because I listened to Comeback Season. And when I downloaded it and saw the cover, I said, not the light-skinned nigga in a wheelchair. Yeah. I was, that's when I found out who the fuck he was. I said, oh, my God. Not him. <laughs> so, but it's just like when I found out... um. Who Childish Gambino was? Because mm. my bro, my, my brothers, they all did a, a feature one time at uh, Flacco's old art gallery downtown. Um, Sweet, uh, when it, no, I'm sorry, not Sweet Epiphany. It was uh, uh, Untitled Bottega. And they did a feature at The Loft. And one of my brothers had mentioned this guy named Childish Gambino. I didn't know who the fuck he was. I had seen Donald Glover as a comedian plenty of times before that. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea they were the same person. The only reason I realized it is because one day, because I had heard the name, but I never went and looked up his music or anything yeah. after that fact, right? So then one day I'm watching the Down and Leather thing. Uh, he had a special on Comedy Central. And in the description, it says rapper and comedian and rapper Donald Glover. And I'm like, Donald Glover's a rapper? Mm-hmm. And so then I went and looked it up and found Childish Game. I said, what the fuck? Never knew. <laughs> So that's when I discovered Child's Game Beat on. I was like, okay. Um, and really, he only started rapping because he he was making beats and nobody would rap on the shit. So he just started doing it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but his evolution artist is totally different too. But yeah, no, like Drake. Yeah, Drake can only battle maybe Hove. I don't think he's worthy. Who? Drake. I don't think he's worthy either. But if we're talking about song for song, he's probably the only one. Because nobody has that many songs. And unfortunately, like, yeah, Drew, because I've been to a J concert. I mean, less Wayne. Yeah, maybe Wayne, but yeah, maybe Wayne. I feel like Wayne probably be, because I don't think he's worthy of. I don't whole, think he's worthy either. Honestly, there's not too people I think are worthy of, of facing Jay Z, honestly. Because um, I feel like. Only person that probably got enough songs about Jay Z that's worthy is only two people. Who? Nas and DMX. They could do a versus. Well, Nas, I mean, X lost to Snoop, to be fair, I think. I, oh, well, that's Snoop. Snoop been in the game longer that's than them both of them. That's what I'm saying. So if Snoop, if X couldn't be Snoop, he damn sure ain't about to speak. I mean, yet. but I feel like that's more because Snoop got that. I mean, Jay Z had diversity, yeah. but a lot of his earlier stuff was still more street stuff. This was DMX's more street stuff. Snoop, early, Snoop early stuff was more street I mean, his, but he, but Snoop could switch it up and let's get blood. It's like, what the is going to play to that? What? What does he just want from it? Like this? That's not going to be a good combination. It's like a combination. But I don't know. I don't know who, who Jay would ever, honestly, at this point, I don't know who would battle Jay because X is gone now. And yeah, rest yeah, yeah, I, 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 album, I love the album. And I, um, I still haven't checked it out yet and I will. Um, 
And then uh, I don't know if Nas will ever do it, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they. I mean, maybe they'll do the shit, but I think Nas and Jay will wait and make them do that shit. Like, like they will probably do some shit, like do a tour and do that shit. <laughs> Cause they like we're gonna maximize this shit. Fuck that. We gonna do this yeah. on some big ass. Well, yeah, as long as they don't play Ether and Super Ugly. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> so here's the thing. Skiing on baby seats. So here's the thing. <laughs> I am still firmly. <laughs> I am still firmly in the camp that yes, I understand. Okay, so if we're going song for song, Takeover is better than Ether. It just is. It's a better disc. I, I say that it's a better disc. It's a better sis now. No, no, no. It was better then. The issue was, it's just like playing the dozens. It's who can get the bigger reaction because you. Say yeah, that's, that's so. That's what it was. But if we're talking about as a disc record, Takeover was a better song because he spit facts about Nas. Yeah, he was saying straight facts. He didn't lie. No, he didn't embellish nothing. He just spit straight facts. What? Like they Nas always just say, went with insults, and that's the thing. We know, that's why people. But we know the thing, but you know this is a world of society. The lie is always it's, gonna be more appealing right, than the, than the know, truth. truth. Right. The truth. That's no one true. Cares I about get the it. truth. So, and yes, and plus I think it made it more poignant. Be, the, the thing, there's two things that added to Ether. It's the fact that first of all, the fact that he even went back at Jay. Because nobody expected not to go at yeah. him. That was the first thing. So he won from Shock Factor. He won from Shock Factor. He also won because Jay reacted was super ugly. So that meant that he actually poked the bear. So not only did you go with the guy who was considered the king at that time, because Jay at that time was pretty much untouchable. Right. He had just dropped Blueprint. He was on top of the fucking world. Right. You Not only did you go back at Jay, you made him react. Because they always say, don't take shots at the king. Mm -hmm. He took shot at the king, and not only did he not miss, the king reacted to it. And Super Ugly was an emotional reaction to that and that's why Ether is considered because of that it's, re the, it's the reaction that made Ether it's just it like it's just like basketball LeBron could be MVP every single year but whoever has the better story is going to win the MVP that's how it works that's how it works you're right but I think also because Blueprint 2 was what should have been his next response. Prophesizing the CPC team won't break you off with the crumbs you make, you know, whatever, you know, just because he, um, just because he, you know, I'm sorry, just because you wear a koofy don't mean nice, doesn't mean you don't understand all the bullshit that he writes. Is Ushi Wally Wally is a one mic, is a black girl, Gosta, you show you all you felt like. I've been real, like that, that verse was what should have been his response, but that wasn't emotional. That was him thinking through it and actually just rapping. Mm -hmm. But Super Ugly was emotional. And then because Jay mom was like, you had to apologize because you went too far. Mm -hmm. That also added to it. Cause like he apologized before his mom, cause his mama said, no, you, that wasn't, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So those three things are what added to the impact of ether. The song by itself, the beat is trash. I hate that fucking beat. But you know Ron Browse. I, I what I didn't know is Ron Browse, Pop Champagne, that guy, mm -hmm. he produced that song. And do you understand? He's been living off of that for years. His his drop in the middle of songs, Ether Boy, he literally says that on songs. This is the thing. Now, 
either beat is basic, but I feel like it's in the realm of like the grinding beat. Everybody good, bad, and trash at rap could rap on those beats. Because I remember back when, you know what I'm saying, uh, Lunch Hour 4 and Finney, because that's the only beat everybody can do. That grinding beat, and everybody, trash or not, can rap to that beat and sound good. <laughs> like, it'd be the beat that just sound hard. It's like, okay. Like, he could have said some bullshit, but it was like, because he's actually riding the beat good and sound good. Ether, anybody can rap to Ether. It's slow heard- as shit. You, all you got to do is come up with a Jeezy flow. And, you know, Jeezy, you could just think about, you could literally just write about a couple, three lines that's going to be, it's going to get through the whole song. Like, lemonade, cake and eggs, <laughs> whip the oil, so get the foil. Like, you could just say little stupid shit like that and rather the beat and be like, that <laughs> like, so, like, it's just, like it'd be certain beats like that, like especially like that's how I used to be like, this is like Jeezy straight, but man, he be rapping on some beats that I feel like I can rap on. Jeezy production wise, Jeezy has some good choices. His ear ain't his ear is good. It's not as good as Ross ear. No. Ross probably has one of the best ears in well, history. Ross be wants them. Ross be be going. I mean, Ross be just be trying to be him a little more. He be he gets he get he some wants, piano. He Scarface. He get so he the wants really big the shit. orchestra. Man, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I feel like Ross be literally in the studio, man. That's why like, before I die, if Ross you ever hear this, I just want to go to. I just want to see you record some shit. That that make my life. I'll be straight. I could die in. But it's like um somebody <laughs> said somebody said they think God gonna come home come down so just please just blaze me because that's why just blaze just blaze always make these epic ass beats like it feel like it's a Marvel movie every time just blaze blaze yeah because he don't do this shit often anymore but when he does it's like some superhero shit every time I'm like this nigga just like, just me my imagination I swear I, I swear uh, Rick Ross don't record standing up I swear you don't. <laughs> 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 I swear this nigga sit down. Um, let me take let me take a little bit of this. Yeah, uh. she's stupid. Um, shit, I remember about the the one of the better freestyles I ever saw at, on, in the booth on Rap City back in the day was somebody sitting down. It was LL. You ever? Well, remember? LL, yeah. Well, yo, did you? But you? Do you remember that? So this was after any given Sunday, like not too long after any given Sunday. Oh yeah, when he was going at Jamie, and he was going at Jamie Fat Fox, yeah. and he was he was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit." I mean, pulled the mic, I'm gonna sit on the toy right here. It was a toy in the booth. He yeah. said it, and he just what the fuck off. And I'm like, "Damn, I ain't heard you rap this hard in a long ass time." Right. He went back to four, three, two, one, nigga. <laughs> right, yeah. Although that still is probably the big, biggest bitch movie rap on. I'm sorry, I don't care. I, I'm still thinking that's a whack for you to go back. You heard this nigga. Oh, yeah, 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 oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, fuck, that was bullshit. <laughs> that was a bitch move. That was still a bitch move. Hell yeah. Well, still, let's not forget uh, it is light skin. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Let's not forget. Any nigga that lick his lips that often, you got to, you know, he's going to do bitch shit. skin. Yeah, it was dark skin. This nigga, this shit would not have happened like that. Um. So. <laughs> so like this is. <laughs> so, so this nigga, this nigga Nick Cannon, he just gonna keep shooting up everybody club, is he? He can afford it. Shit. He, yes, Why he not? can afford it. So he was like. 
You're doing that 50 cent. Have a baby by me, baby. Be a man now. Yeah, but 50 only did it with two, 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 two more after that. I mean, but hell. Yeah. That nigga Nick is like, oh, I got Nick Cannon got 50 money, so. Nick is like, I mean, I hire these models. This is just part of the process, bro. Shit, why not? Like, yo, nigga, he, what, he about to, he, he, had, four, he had four kids, or three kids on the way, or four kids on the way this year. Hey. Two to a twins he, and, in his world, monogamy does not exist. Clearly. So, clearly. Why and not? Also, also, I mean, to be fair, once you was with Mar- you was married to Mariah Carey, I mean, at this point, you know, yo, she, even if I like, you can't tell me shit after that. I remember when that first got happened, everybody's like, Nick Cannon? Married Mariah? What the fuck is she doing? Mm-hmm. But after you've done that, and also his his track record, his, his career is not that bad, because I mean, the first person we ever knew was music career. Well, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about as a sniper. I'm talking about as a sniper. Oh, not, as, well. not as an artist. We're not talking about that. Not as a businessman, and as a sniper. He his his track record is up there. His oh, his, yeah. his his roster. He the, he the brown skins. He the brown skin Drake. His roster minus the uh, music. Um, his roster is up there. Um. Oh well, no, nah, he, he better. He's better than Drake. So I'll take that. Well, oh, no, because Drake, Drake just fucked my Instagram. Yeah, but Drake also had at one point Rihanna and uh, also Serena Williams. So those two alone, Serena cool. She was colder before when he. I mean, she cool. She cool. No, 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 no. Trust me, no, no. She, 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 she was. I liked her a lot. She cool though. No, no, no. Uh, but see, you yeah, whether you like, but she's still Serena Williams, though. I mean, she yeah, like yeah. so the name, that, yeah. the na- like it's still, and while Rihanna probably played, well, she treated him like he was just like another nigga, like <laughs> look, because she clearly likes dark skin niggas. Oh yeah, because she was she was she was, she, was, she, was yeah. she was at Travis Witt at one point, like she like dark skin niggas. This is what it is. The nigga she likes, she be. I said. Plus, she like, I had enough of light-skinned niggas. I did with you. I dealt with Chris. I'm good. And light-skinned niggas be simping, though, too. She probably don't like 100 compliments all damn day. <laughs> like, I feel like a Drake could probably be like, you know, you're so beautiful. Nigga, you just said that. <laughs> like when she hey, so went- Rocky might tell her she beautiful on Tuesday and she's straight with it. Right. <laughs> Like, ain't tell me when ASAP is probably more into himself than he is her. That's the thing. Right. Like he, uh, well, he said that's love his life. And but he, he, but he, yeah, but even then, like you know him. Like I remember when they did they they like last year, early maybe earlier this year, they did that whole GQ oh skin exfoliation shit. You know, yeah. and so he was like, you know, what he and he said something about that. He he said something like. He's like my 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 you know my beautiful my pretty some shit and she was like she wrote her eyes so hard but that's just him so it's like he probably she like yeah whatever nigga. <laughs> so like when he does give her compliments like yeah oh you actually think about me and uh, not yourself this time like as <laughs> I say on Tuesday could, or maybe Sunday himself. so you know that probably makes more sense to her um but no like I don't have a problem with Nick no Nick you know he's he's definitely in that future camp with yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. But. Which is cool. You got a lot of money. You got a lot of time. So you could literally waste it on whatever the fuck you want to waste it on. And live. But I also just think he's a better, he's also a better person than Future. So that's, oh, another issue. Like, Future's a trash nigga. I feel like Future name just been tainted. He no. probably not even that bad. No, Future is trash. 
He ain't that. He probably he should be that. No, bad. this nigga literally said the only reason he wouldn't be one of his baby mama because the other ones would be mad. Nigga, why does that matter? <laughs> he was honest. Yeah, but why does that matter? Man, that's just, hey, that's, that's I just, respect anybody that just straight up tell the truth. That's just as dumb as what Ross Because there'd be guys that be saying some shit like that. Do be no, thinking of shit, can, but don't say no, it. No, I don't have a problem with you saying it if that's what you believe. I have a problem with you believing that thing and that makes sense. Hey. <laughs> that's my issue. I don't have a problem with you saying it. I have a problem that you actually think that. That's what I have an issue with. That is the dumbest logic. Hey. Actually, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Hey. And the fact this that if is, you tell a woman that, I can understand why she don't like this you. This is why the world also, is on the Also, my issue tilt. with Future is that Future, first of all, that nigga still is he still he still he still hurt over here, which is the reason why he always making comments every bloom every once in a while to say something about her and Russell because he know he mad he hurt. I feel like he be asked questions about them all the time. But why though? They ask him questions and no, then no, he no, is you don't have to answer. If you don't want to answer as an artist, I know how this go. As an artist, you can tell them what not to ask you. And then he on a dirty sprite. So no, he he's probably not. that's another thing. Future ain't never on the drugs like he be telling. That nigga be saying that yeah, shit. He say he's, well, yeah, he he's saying he's He don't do that shit. That nigga's full of shit. Yeah, he ain't killed about a hundred million people. He don't do none of that shit. That nigga do that shit to get people to buy his music. Percocet. Molly don't do Percocet. None of the shit he talk about. He's so full of shit. Yeah, he said the I'm, most thing he might do is dirt, is dirty sprite, but all the other shit he talk about, he don't do none of that shit. He's just so full of shit. <laughs> hey, hey, I respect the dudes. I respect my like anybody that got the balls to tell the truth. Yeah, except for what he talk about his drugs. He don't tell us about that. Well, he said that. He said that. He, uh, what was, was that? It was like a, well, he probably that's all he know. That's not the question. That's like saying push your teeth. Now don't rap about keys, a kilo. Stop saying you got a God flow. Just say you got the Jesus flow. Like, he probably can't do that's it. Different. That's different. That's not even... That's literally not the same. That's literally not the same. That's literally not the same. At all. That, is, that is like... The, that is literally the true definition of a false equivalency. Bodega baby. Um, but no. Um, but so, speaking of future, some, somebody posted something. Said something. Why y'all consider a future toxic but don't, can, don't talk about J-Lo? I'm like... J-Lo was in relationships, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? This is the thing. It's, it's not toxic if you literally just like, if a guy just comes to you like, oh my God, shit, I like you. I want to hit that. Oh, marry me first. Okay. Well, at least propose. All right. So what I got to do, if you want to hit J-Lo, put the ring on. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Wait, no, but did you see? So this nigga, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but this nigga Puff going to post a random throwback Thursday, uh, throwback Thursday of a picture of her and him and J-Lo. Just out of nowhere. Man. And then he posted the video. Let me video. tell you something. See, this is what... Because <clears throat> okay. I used to do this a lot. So, that is what we call planting seeds. <laughs> that is what you call planting seeds. You trying to get that old thing back? Is what you're saying? You planting seeds. But shit, shit. You want Because apparently Ben reached out right after she broke up. Like, yo, you know, what's up? How you doing? It's called planting seeds. I had this shit mastered in my day. Planting seeds. I was talking to JoJo when I dropped her off that day. She was like, I didn't even like your brother at first. He had to wear me down like Urkel. Planting seeds. <laughs> my point is that. <laughs> Planting seeds. I got that shit. I had that shit. I'm y'all motherfucker. Lucky I'm off the mic. <laughs> I'm planting seeds. I was, was 
pair that shit down to a that's science. That's some shit we used to t- we used to teach people when I was in sales. Like, like, they might not buy it right now, but you you know if you plant that seed, they come plant, back. Planting seeds. <laughs> I'm a long I'm a long long time ago. I was in the car with my boy and we were smoking a joint. We were smoking a blunt. And I was just thinking about this girl I used to uh, fuck with back in the day at Greek time. And I was like, man, I want my head in that again. And then he was like, what you gonna do? I was like, I ain't got a number. I know she lived that though. Man, I wrote my number and my name on a, a piece of paper. I drove to her house, put it in her mailbox. And then she called me. <laughs> <laughs> like two days later, she was like, you got some balls. I was like, what's wrong? She was like, because my nigga live here. If you lucky, he ain't checked the mailbox first. I was like, oh, my bad. I was like, how you doing, though? She was like, I'm all right. Then next thing I know, about a couple weeks later, that she put this nigga out the house because she thought we was about to be <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to find out I broke up a happy home. I don't even know if that was You're happy. You're a whole regret, but- <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you old ricker ass nigga, dog. <laughs> I planted that seed. This nigga is a homemaker <laughs> ass nigga. Oh my god, how are we related? <laughs> hey, I just it just it just sparked from the top of high. Man, I want my hand that again. This nigga so stupid, dog. Planting seeds, man. Yo, planting seeds, um, guys. Like, I, I give a course, planting seed course. But no, like yo, like. The J Lo future thing is just not—it's not the same. He just going around fucking bitches. She actually, you know, she whatever. Man, she J Lo doing the same shit. It's just no, the fact she, that yeah, you just gotta. But she ain't producing kids, and she got well, this is gonna be that, out in the world with no. no I mean, if you just don't like condoms, I don't like condoms. I get it, man. Relate. I don't like condoms either, but I'm not fucking everybody trying to get pregnant. That's the niggas learn how to pull out, nigga. I mean, some might be having some good, good. You didn't even like catch yes, him in the moment. He might be learn, on that dirty spray. But now you got to support six kids for eighteen years. He got the money. I'm sure he does. But why would I do that? I don't. Here's my rich thing. Rich people and do stupid shit. No, but rich people, most rich people, like to keep their money. Not just no that. shit. I remember when Puff was talking about Puff was wealthy like, people like to keep their money. Yeah. We talking about rich. Uh, I guess you get, uh, Wealth yeah. and rich is two different yeah, things. Because I, I remember Puff was, I remember when he was talking to somebody, he was asking, was asking how much he was paying in child support. He's like, nigga, if I thought about how much I was paying in child support, I might put my kids out. Like, <laughs> like that's how much I'm mad about. <laughs> no, nah, rich but, and wealth is different. Yeah, that's true. Because rich niggas are the ones that usually yeah, rich, gonna do something stupid with your money. <laughs> like, Why not make a baby? Why not produce? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Sure, Why I'm about fuck taking care of these bitches to take care of these damn kids. Yeah, but the bitches can be around for a minute. You get rid of them. And you got to take care yeah, of kids yeah. for eighteen years, nigga. Shit, sure, straight. That's how many. That's how many years now. He has seven kids. Like, but he's nigga. smart though, cause look, I ain't marrying them. So if something happened to me, I gotta. I could just the kids straight. I gotta worry about the kid. I ain't gotta take care of that bitch at all. <laughs> or if I'm gonna be smart, I have me a woman at the house. Let me go ahead and get custody of these damn kids. <laughs> but he don't want to stay in a relationship. Shit. Nah, he don't. He said he's still hurt of a lure he dropped up in his ass. He still hurt. He, he dropped, I guess he's, he dropped a lure. Yeah, I seen that yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, nigga, that was you, funny. You hurt, but he still hurt. He still hurts. I mean, but niggas, you, but, but see, Lori, I, see, I, I respect her. Because she's like, I ain't stunned none of these niggas, whatever. <laughs> she ain't emotional about it. She's like, I'm going to do what the fuck I'm going to do. She young. I'm going to have my fun. I mean, might as well. Hot girl. Uh... Like, she didn't have a couple hot girls summer. She don't. 
don't give a damn and I respect her hustle. There's a lot of dudes that don't like that shit because they don't like when girls can do that, get away with that shit. I'm like, what y'all niggas do shit all the time? So what difference do it make? She ain't doing nothing niggas don't do. But niggas just don't like when girls do that shit. The cure for all this stuff is to mind your own damn business and do you. Why do we care about what other people are doing? If you care about what other people are doing, that means that you ain't doing enough and you ain't doing shit with your life. Apparently the Bucks beat the hell in the heat. They swept them. I need all my teams to um, win. I'm going for the Bucks. Portland won. I'm going for Portland. Port- I'm going for Portland. Bucks. Lakers. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I want Boston to beat the Nets. That's not gonna happen, but the Nets are not gonna get past the Bucks the way they playing. Because they nah. don't have nobody like because they, no they don't have no defense. They don't have nobody that can match up with Giannis. They don't have the size. They, they, I mean, the only person they can is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can't stop Giannis because Giannis can back that nigga up and duck right over his ass. He can't. Yeah. Kevin can't. No. If it was like if he was a perimeter player, maybe Kevin Durant can't do shit because he's too small. Durant, I definitely Giannis want. I, I definitely want Dallas to beat the Clippers. Dallas is gonna beat the Clippers. They, yeah, they can't. <clears> they, they got him there, but that was only because Kristaps didn't hit a shot the whole like Kristaps was off the whole game. That shit ain't gonna happen again at home. Them niggas is gonna lose. I fuck. I hate the Clippers. I hate um, the Clippers too. <clears throat> I, hate, I hate the Clippers and Nets. I hate Paul George. <clears throat> I hate that nigga. Pandemic. Pandemic P. I hate that Pandemic nigga. Pandemic P. Because first of all, you can't just give yourself a nickname when you ain't earn it. Look, I have mm-hmm. a problem. Always had a problem that Kobe gave himself the name Mamba. But at least he earned the right to do that. He had won championships before he ever gave himself that nickname. Hey, first you are, Paul George has won a lot of championships in his mind. <laughs> That's all that mattered in here. <laughs> and then nigga had the nerve to blame fucking Doc Rivers when they lost last year. Dude, I'm like, well, who caught is it now then, nigga? It's still Doc Rivers' fault because now he left. Now it's... <laughs> nigga, you wanted him to leave. He was mad blaming him and shit. Now, that, that's my thing. And also, first of all, if I was Doc Rivers, I would have knocked this nigga out because Doc Rivers had to swallow his pride to even coach the nigga last year. Because you know... Doc's daughter, or Doc's daughter, who's engaged to, I think, uh, who is she with? I think she's with Seth Curry now. She's married to Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. She was with Paul George, and Paul George treated on, cheated on her and had another kid. Well, he had a kid with some other chick. So, the fact that I'm even coaching you, nigga, I could kill you. Right. You hurt my daughter. And I he hurt think- your daughter, but he, hey, hey, you, I'll be more happy with the fact that my daughter's done living, with, done with this bozo. Oh, I'm, no, I'm happy about that. Like I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be but like, baby, it's gonna be all right. But the, at the same time, it's like, don't get it twisted. I will fuck you up. <laughs> Man. It, it can be, it can be quick, nigga. Because if I, I'm honestly, Doc Odin, I still think you would pause your ass. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Paul George, a bitch. Um. Uh. LeBron gonna repeat. That's all I care about. So when I was at when I was getting my hair retwisted the last time I was at the shop, and I don't know how this conversation came up. I think somebody was talking about Nicki Minaj, um, and basically was talking about well, like because she you know because it was when her mixtape when she reached drop uh, beat me up Scotty. So um, it was when J Cole dropped too. So we were talking about music and talked they talked like I don't forget Nicki dropped. I was like fuck Nicki. Um, and so Nicki dropped the same album for five years, but. <laughs> So, um, no, Pink Friday, whatever. The album. first, one. not the Queen album, but the one before Queen album was kind of decent. The first, had a, her first, her first album. Yeah, that was the, the first Pink Friday. That's it. 
That's it. Not, the last you know, one was straight. Not, not the last. Not, not Queen. I know Queen. Queen was but Queen. whatever was with she had the little few songs with Nick, uh, Meek Mill on there, and she was singing and shit. I like that album. <laughs> I had to listen to it, so I kind of grew to like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I like that's, this that's song. Stockholm syndrome. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So and look, Bimmy of Scotty was probably my first introduction, Nicki, and I liked that project. So. For me, it was nostalgic because I got to go back and listen to some of the songs I liked on that project. Now, that being said, somehow the conversation switched to her personality and why people don't like her. And there's people who say, well, no, no, it's like, no, she's just a jerk. Like, she literally tried to end people's careers. That's what I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with you being an aggressive woman or none of that shit. When you start trying to impact other people's careers, like what she did to try to do to Remy and other holding other women back, that's what I've always had a problem with, with Nikki. So... Because Nikki also had to understand, Nikki came in, Nikki came in an advent changes position when she came into the game, when she got signed. Because not only are you getting the co-sign from the biggest artist in the world at the time, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. there was no other women rappers really at the time. Nope. Even all of them had gone. It was yep. just you. The landscape was pretty much bare. So you had a wide open fucking lane. You basically had a fucking fast break to the on rim. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you had a fast break to the fucking rim. So uh, yes, a fast break so, to the rim with LeBron skills, right? And and Wade throwing you with LU and Wayne, like literally, that's what it was. So like it was just like, yeah. But so when people start talking, oh, she's the queen, queen, queen. Yeah, you can, it's it's easy to be the queen of an empty castle. Mm-hmm. You like Peach, <laughs> pretty much. It's a Mario ain't coming to save you, but whatever the case may be. So. That's always been my issue with her. Now, somebody talked about the fact that she um she likes some she likes to dominate people in general. And I was like, yeah, that's why she was with Safari so long. She was with Safari for a long time until he started to feel himself. <laughs> that's part of the issue they broke up. Now I don't know this for sure, but that's just my observation. When Safari started feeling himself and trying to be his own person, that's when they started. All right, so issues. this is my thing in that. It's situations like that where uh, she dominating things like that. It's usually uh, something about the upbringing, which I say. What I mean by that is the fact that where she grew up at, the mom, the woman, whoever was the head of the house, she was more the dominant person in the household. I see that with some of my friends that I'm not going to name drop. So, for example, I came in, a, I grew up in a household where the you know, mother had some type of, you know, respect, but at the same time, it was dominated by the father, the man, head of the household. And so me seeing uh, different avenues as far as, like, some of my friends who grew up with the mother was some of the dominant. So in turn, they end up growing up, becoming men, and they be in relationships where they like being dominated by women. As for me, I grew up in a household being dominant by a man. So I'm in turn dominant at my household. So, and again, it's just kind of like the upbringing. So like for, and it's like some men, because they were dominated, the woman was the dominant person in the household. They tend to be like women that's more aggressive and dominant opposed to a woman that's a little more passive. So I feel like that's more the upbringing type situation. So she's like that because she grew up like that. And same thing, like, I think Rihanna's like that, too, you know? And I feel like a lot of guys that be dating Rihanna, 
Rihanna, and she's from the islands too. And those women are aggressive, and more, most of more than more likely they dominate over men. So, and that's kind of how, you know, that's how it is. And since what is you ever thought about that? Uh, well, I'll say this. So, I guess I'm a little. I, I I understand what you're saying. I think I'm a little different in that. So for me, what I've learned about me, and I realize because I, people, will say. Um, women have told me I'm an asshole. <laughs> I know this, um, but what I what I always say is this: I'm not like I don't. I'm not a malicious person. I'm not mean. However, I do realize that I have a very a very very strong personality. So I, I'm a lot to deal with, and I understand that about me. But also, I've also made, maintained that I cannot ever deal with a quote unquote punk ass woman. That was always a term I used. Oh. It's really a joke. But what, and the reason being is this. While, yes, mom was, you know, dad was the ran the house. I, you know, I was younger. Our mom, you know, it was it was kind of, I mean, yeah, dad, because dad, that's just dad's personality in general. Yeah. It's just his personality. He can't. But he was also always the, like, even though he's the youngest of his, of his you know, because even of on his side of the family of the boys, he's probably, probably, most mature one. Yeah. Even though he's the youngest boy, yeah. he's the one that everybody comes to. That's just who he is. Right. So it just it it was gonna be that way no matter what. But mom's personality was always just to be that's just who she is. Now, at mm-hmm. the same time, she was also very driven. She was career driven until she couldn't work. So she had a choice. And that's when she became a housewife. Before that, she went housewife. Yeah. So it, it was and so what I what I always learned about myself and I guess also growing up around grandma, because grandma ran the house. Oh, yeah. Even like days always tell us like, look, we we got in trouble and got home. It wasn't no waiting until grandpa got home. Grandma already whooped our ass, and grandma was for all the four four eleven, yeah. and then and wasn't scared of shit. Oh yeah, not like mom would tell me like when her and dad were dating, grandma and her would go to the store, and grandma used to carry a little tutu on her purse, be ready for somebody to walk home. And wasn't scared. Oh, yeah, yeah, grandma yeah, wasn't scared of a damn thing. So I said to say, what I've learned about me is I I tend to like women who can come back at me. And what I mean is, like, if I'm talking shit, don't just curl up in the ball and be a punk about it. Like, y'all, oh, when you see that? Like, I can't stand that. It drives me so crazy. Like, if you don't fucking stand the fuck up, because I grew up in a house where mama did talk shit to each other all day. They cracked jokes on each other. It wasn't mom being, like, they, they literally was silly, like, they messed with each other all the time. So, like, that's what I'm used to. So, for me, it was like, if I crack a joke on you, I don't want you folding. Like, crack, mm-hmm. like, like we should be able to crack jokes with each other and be okay. Like, it shouldn't be a thing where you you get overly sensitive and like, oh my god, why you say that? Oh my god, why you nah, say that? I, I would say to that, I've now this is the thing I've dealt with both. I've dealt I have with two. passive. I have two and and uh, aggressive women or outs very outspoken women. Both really can't handle me <laughs> because it's, it could be a situation. Let's say we having a disagreement. I disagree different from people now because uh, I just feel like just all the growth and understanding like, okay, I ain't always got to be right all the damn time. At first, I used to have to be right all the damn time. So I'm going to make you feel, if we have a disagreement, I'm about to make you feel like shit. I don't give a fuck how tough you think you are. I don't care how right you are. 
I'm going to make you feel wrong as shit, and you ain't gonna be able to do anything about it. And I know, and I and I know that by myself. I know that my tongue is probably the strongest, uh, sharpest sword. I, <laughs> and I know, so it, it never matter. It could, like I say, it's been. I, 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 I mean, a woman could be queen status. I broke it down. So, well, see, my thing is this: with me, I don't like. I'm not even talking about argument because reality is no just, woman's gonna ever. Yeah. No one's gonna ever win an argument with it. Right. You can't yeah. out-talk me. You can't outsmart me. You can't. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I've never met a woman that can outsmart me or out-talk me or make me. It's just not going to happen. Um, even if you write, if I really want to, like, if I really want to turn this shit around, I understand. You can't sell a salesperson. I right. do this shit. Right. So if I really want to do that, I can't. I don't like arguing. No, nah, I but don't if you either. Push me. Oh yeah, you push me. If you push the end, the, the issue, and continue to press me, if you get to me to the point where I'm going to argue with you, you gonna get flanked. That's just the reality of it. So I try to avoid arguments as much as I can. I don't. I'm very judicious about it, yo. Because if I don't, if it's not that serious to me, I'm not about to say anything stress myself over something I don't care about. Like, like it's not. Look, look. Now what I will say is I don't like if we do have a conflict. I hate going to like. What I, I want to hash it out. If we have an issue, let's figure it out. Because what I don't oh, yeah. like is going to bed mad, all that shit. I don't like carrying over negative shit over to the next day. I don't have a problem. I don't like doing that shit. That shit be lingering. Now you, you fucking up the energy in my house. I don't like that shit. Like, oh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's figure this shit out now. But if I'm right or if I don't agree with your point of view, nothing you can say is going to convince me to agree with your point of view. We can agree to disagree. Right, right. The problem is yeah. a lot of women can't let that shit go. Uh-huh. So it becomes a thing. And it's like, yo, I'm not going to. And then when you don't engage, it becomes an issue. Because now it's like, oh, why are you not reacting? Or now you're not responding. It's like, no, I don't want to argue with you. Because honestly, this is stupid. This yeah. is fucking pointless. Why are we doing this? But if you want to go there, we can't. Just know you're mm-hmm. going to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. If that's what you want to do. But I will prefer to not argue with you. I don't want to have an argument. I don't want to debate with you. There are some people who say, and now women will say, well, you like to argue. I don't like to argue. I just am not going to tell you I agree with something if I don't. I'm not going to sit here and just say, oh, okay. No. No. I'm not going to just agree with stuff because I don't agree. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works. I have a thought. I have thoughts. I, have I, I, I always just say, you write on your own planet. You're right. You're absolutely right on your own planet. You're absolutely right. You're right, and I'm also right also. But you're right on your planet, and I guess I'm right on mine. <laughs> That's Men are from Mars, mean. woman are Venus, so you right on Mars, you right on Venus as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, while, so with the Nikki thing, what we went to was like, that's probably why her and Meek didn't last, because Meek wasn't trying to let her just run him. Like, he wouldn't go like, that's just not, you know, eventually he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to run you. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then, and people, and because it didn't win, it's like, that's why she wouldn't get that nigga, that nigga that's in prison, because he can't do shit. He, no, he can't say nothing. He's basically her, he's basically her property. He ain't, he ain't had shit. That nigga just got out of jail. That's why she with that nigga. What's his name? Uh, his Mr. name is actually hey, my Mr. name. Mr. Petty. Mr. Petty, yes. You. She is with that nigga because he basically, he is subservient to her. Because he can't do shit without her. That nigga belongs to he her. Basically... He is one of her belongings. 
So, he is essentially, you know how uh, Paris Hilton used to carry a little dog in her purse back uh, in the day? That's what that nigga he, is. He he's, basically he a, is a lifestyle version of that dog. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, I feel like he's more of a blue pit. Blue. Oh, he looked like a pit. He does like a pit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That nigga does like a pit, but with a face. Yeah, he a blue pit. I said she, their nails at the store, and they say Meek there. She was like, "Sick him," you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because that's what it is. That's what that nigga is. He is basically he is her little her little puppy dog. He's her little pet. And she was like, "Well, shit, you know, I'm gonna go get this nigga." And somebody was like, "Well, she love him." I said, "Yeah, she love him." Yeah, for like from, she was with Safari for twelve years, so it's been at least twenty years since she was with this nigga. Because she was with Safari for eleven, and he was with Meek for three. So if you saying you dated this nigga a long time ago, it's been a while. It's been mm-hmm. a long time. You wanted somebody who you could run. Because what he going to do without you? Mm-hmm. He ain't got shit. You run that relationship, and that's what she wanted. And you're like, no, no. Yeah, like, yeah, she loves him. Like, yeah, no, whatever. Yeah, it's like people love their dog. I love my dog. But the good dog does what you say. Mm-hmm. It's a control thing. So that's all. I was like, yeah, no. She with that nigga because he, he do what the fuck she wants. Um... Okay, so do you, so you know about everything that's been going on with the Joe Button podcast? Yeah, I seen that. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so situation with the Joe Button podcast. Counting ain't right. Well, <laughs> we don't talk about that because I this is a, I have a couple issues with it. Um, but my first thing is so a lot of people don't like Joe. Let's be let's be honest. A lot of people don't like Joe Button, and that's cool. I get it. Joe is a very he has a very abrasive personality. That's just yeah, rough and that's who that's who Jason, that's who Joe, that's who Joe has always been. That's also why Joe has um had the career he's had, good or bad, because Joe is gonna do things the way Joe feels like he wants to do them. Whether it's all whether it's right or not, it's a whole it's all it depends on your perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, Rory and Maul who have been on the podcast. Roy's been on the podcast, I think, since, like, maybe the first like first 10 or 15 episodes or something like that. Maul joined it about episode 77. But Maul and him have been friends for years. Maul and him used to live, Maul, him used to live together in an apartment somewhere. So they were all friends. They're all cool, whatever. Parks has been uh, Joe Budden's engineer for about 10, 15 years now or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So they've all, they're all friends. They all know each other. Now, it comes about that they don't show up to the pod. We don't know what's going on, and they take. I know they took. They, they said we're not. We're not recording today, so nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Then when they do do another podcast, Roy and Mark were not there. He tries to explain without really explaining what's going on because they didn't want to get into much detail. And he tells what you know. Hey, basically they're they taking a break, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Eventually, after about a month, they come back and do an episode together where Roy and Mark are back and they hash out some of the issues they have. Um, and then the next episode, and so then after that episode, they do another episode that Saturday, and then the next Wednesday, Joe shows up and nobody's there. It's just him, Parks, and whoever else is in, in the room. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and then eventually he goes into detail and basically says, hey, and he fires, he ends up firing Rory on, on air, and basically fire him all as well. Um, and then eventually Maul and Rory finally break their silence and kind of come out and make comments and stuff on Twitter and Instagram. And then eventually they dropped their own little podcast. They did a little thing in response to Joe. Mm-hmm. And essentially their whole issue is they say that basically they feel like they weren't given, they weren't given the information they were supposed to get as far as, okay, because I guess they did. So first, so this is my one contention with Maul, because Maul says we're not employees. Yes, the fuck you are. 
because mm-hmm. you don't own the business. I don't care if you get a percentage of revenue. You can get a percentage of something and not be the boss. So you are technically an employee because you have a contract. Mm-hmm. The, I, the, con, the idea that you have a contract with the person and the contract is with Joe, that means you are his employee. We have if my, if my employer, we have contractors that come into the company to do projects. They are employees of the company they are contracted to do the work for. So yes, while your contract may give you a certain piece of revenue for the podcast, you are still technically an employee because guess what? You don't own the fucking podcast. First thing. Now, but, this is my pushback to that. Was that actually made aware? Was that knowledge? Has that, was that discussed between the three of them? Yes, they even said that they told them, they, they talked about it, and they, they asked about ownership, and they did, and they said no. And then they, the agreement was... We will, and so, 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 wait, because the podcast didn't make any money at first. They weren't making any money on the podcast at first right, until yeah. the Spotify deal came around. So, when Spotify deal came around, they said, okay, well, we even talked about doing this contract thing. We need to figure this out. So, that's when they figured out what, the, what they were going to do with the contract or whatever, as far as, okay, we need to get a contract figured out um, so we can know how this deal is going to be split. Now, so that's when they figured it out, but they knew that they didn't have any ownership. And the thing is, if you don't understand your contract, that's not anything to do with me because you signed it. You do me, but your contract doesn't say you own your shit. Also, you can't own my IP, intellectual intellectual um, property. For anybody that doesn't know, IP means now. So if I started the Down with the Game podcast three years ago, nobody else can own my IP. Also, here's another reason why you know you're not an owner and you have no say so. If when I'm negotiating contracts with companies like Spotify. You're not at the negotiation table with me. You don't own shit. Because, mm-hmm. for example, when Casey and and and, and Hendrick started the two um, Aqua Millennials, by the year in, me and Casey got together and say, "Hey, we because I was thinking about doing my own podcast. Why don't we create a media company to house all this shit?" Okay, cool. If somebody ever wants to, if Spotify ever approached them about doing or approached me or 2A, 2A Media about, hey, we want to bring 2A, 2A Millennials to Spotify. There's no way if I'm negotiating that Casey and Hendrix are not there because they own the IP. All right. They have to be a part of this process. Even if 2A Media, the, the project, the, po- the podcast is produced by 2A Media. They created that podcast. That is their shit. So they have to be at the table. If I'm negotiating contracts without them, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. So in in that case, if if Joe if the contra- if Joe's name is the one on the Spotify contract, you don't own shit because mm-hmm. the deals are being negotiated by Joe. One of the other things Rory said he had a problem with was I guess when early on. When Joe was, I guess, so he said he had a lunch with Elliot Wilson. And Elliot Wilson was telling him about some stuff they were trying to do with um, a title of a podcast. And so then Rory called Joe and Joe yelled at him. And Rory's like, well, what the fuck? Why is he reacting this way? Because I'm negotiating with these niggas right now. Why are you talking to them? And the thing is, Rory said, well, that money, we the, the deal they eventually offered, it was the same as what I was trying to, they were often telling me. That's not the point. If I'm negotiating with, you know why they offer was probably the same? Because you basically accepted a meeting with somebody from the, the company I'm negotiating with. And so once they, they, they gave you that number, they weren't going to try to adjust it. 
Now I'm in I'm in, I'm in a disadvantage when negotiating with these people. If you've they've already given you a number and they consider you part of this podcast because they know you can go back to me. You are so you shouldn't be talking to them about anything. If Elliot wants to talk to you about the podcast, about taking the podcast the title, and you know I'm in, I'm trying to negotiate shit, tell me. Don't just bring. Don't even have the conversation with him because once they bring a number up, it's gonna be hard as hell for me to get a bigger number. It's how negotiation works. Now with the Spotify deal, Spotify deal wasn't for a, a, a set amount of money from what they were saying. The way it was is that basically you're based on performance metrics and shit like that. And the whole reason they signed that deal was because Joe was trying, Joe's whole thing as he always talk about is trying to get quote unquote information. And Spotify had promised him he would get that information because he wanted to know what are we producing? What are we bringing to the table? So I can, first of all, it gives me more leverage when I'm negotiating again. Mm-hmm. If I know what I'm actually producing and what I'm bringing to you guys. Because it's one thing to do it on YouTube and stuff like that because I don't get the same, I don't get, but if I'm bringing it to, how many people am I bringing to the streaming service? How many, all these things, all these things that I should be getting or you told me I'm going to get, that's going to help me because then when I start negotiating with other people and doing other stuff, now I know what I'm worth because I know what I've done. It just gives me, it's just like I was telling one of my employees the other day. You want to apply for a job, you want to interview for something, you need to have a portfolio together. And your portfolio shows in it to be an example of some of the work you've done. And because that's going to put you in a position where you are an advantage over somebody who doesn't have that. Because now you can show me what you've done as opposed to just telling me in an interview answering a question. Mm-hmm. I see proof. That's what that. That's what Joe was looking for with Spotify. And that's what they promised him initially. They didn't give it to him, but that's what he promised him. So if I'm negotiating, if you're, so he, you know, so the deal was not like a set amount of money, whatever the case may be, but they don't get, they still didn't get money. It was, but it was, now the thing that Joe said is that part of the agreement with Spotify is I can't tell anybody what the deal was for. And there, some large companies will do that. You can't disclose what this amount. Like when they'll say somebody signed for an undisclosed amount, they can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to. That's the kind because if he bring like so if because if an NBA player, if I sign a contract with somebody and, and and I bring it up, I can be sued by the company. Mm-hmm. Now if somebody else if it leaks and somebody else finds out, then that should do me because it leaks. If I didn't tell him, I'm fine. Right. Yeah. But Spotify can come after Joe and say, "Yo, you weren't supposed to leak that information." Mm-hmm. So. I understand his position in that regard because Joe was also new to this. Joe don't know what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's all new to him. Now, at the same time, do I agree with how it was handled? No. I think Joe, if he knew that there were miscommunication and misunderstandings on, on the parts of his people and because they are quote-unquote friends, he should have cleared that shit up. He definitely could have done a better job of clearing that shit up and making it better. Joe was terrible at handling things. It's just like, always say, some of the things Kanye say I agree with is just his delivery is terrible. Joe is just like that. <laughs> like his delivery is terrible. He's the he's he may not be. It's always say sometimes you know you know the messenger you know sometimes you might get a good message but the messenger matters because sometimes people don't know how to deliver information. Kanye is terrible at delivering information. He always has been. He always will be. Joe is in that same bucket. <laughs> Joe is terrible. Because Joe is Joe, and Joe doesn't know how to communicate in a clear way, in a very calm way. He doesn't. That's just not his thing. He's zero to he's zero to one hundred. So mm-hmm. he should have, if his boys is confused or they not sure, they wonder what's going on. Do you need to tell me? Like clear it up, make it make them understand what's going on. That's what I'm saying from his point of view. He should have just communicated. Yeah, that's what's it. Communi- the biggest thing is that the whole issue was based on a failure of communication on both parts. He didn't communicate properly to them with, on the things they didn't understand, mm-hmm. and it just became a, a, a adversarial situation, and it got worse. Now, 
then after that, it comes out that um, Olivia Dope, who was original one of the original people on the See the Thing Is podcast mm-hmm. um, on Joe's network, she came out and talked about a situation where basically she felt uncomfortable. Um, and Joe had said a couple things, and basically he was like, you know, he's like, you know, I've always, and, and look, when she told the story, I understood why she felt uncomfortable. I completely understand, but I also because I've been watching Joe for so long. I know he was joking because I know Joe and that's how he fucking jokes. The uh, part is if you don't have that rapport with a person, you can't joke like that. Yeah. So that's where the issue is yeah. because like um, Bridget and them, when they, they, they talked about on the podcast, we have a rapport with Joe. So for us, it wasn't anything different. We know that Joe was just turning it on for the show. We didn't know that he didn't have that same type of relationship with her. He didn't know. They didn't know each other really well before he hired her for the show. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have that kind of history with them. So they understood because they know Joe. She didn't. She don't know Joe. And so it was up to Joe to understand that you don't have this relationship with this person. So you mm-hmm. can't talk, say you can't joke like that. You know who you can. You should need to know who you can and cannot say certain things around. Yeah. So if you if you didn't realize they didn't read the room until after the fact, then yes, I understand why she felt uncomfortable. Um... You know, he didn't touch like it. Like I understand, you know. And look, if she felt uncomfortable, she felt uncomfortable. I, I totally understand it. Um, but now people are trying to like come and seem like he's like some sexual predator and stuff like that. Like y'all taking this too far. I, it was an uncomfortable situation. He said some shit he probably shouldn't have said, and, and he and she, and she was right. And I, she and you you can't judge how she felt because that's how she felt. And I honestly, like I said, I don't disagree with how she felt because that's how she felt. Mm-hmm. I also understand why it happened, and it was another situation where Joe is not reading the room. Mm-hmm. He didn't read the room when it came to his boys and making sure they understood what the fuck was going on. And he didn't read the room in the case of this situation with Olivia. So Joe needs to work on that. Joe needs to work on all of that because the thing about running a business is this. You all, your every move and your every behavior is going to be scrutinized. And everything you do mm-hmm. can impact people. It can impact people in a way you don't understand. Mm-hmm. So you have to be on point and you have to constantly understand that. Like it was, it was like when he talked about because Kevin Hart came out and criticized him for it. And Kevin Hart has even had examples where he's fucked up and done shit to his boys that he probably shouldn't have did. Because mm. one, one had one documentary where he basically would all, like he got into it with a fucking trainer. Yeah, yeah. But because he's been in that situation, he understands a perfect person to understand why you got to do better. Mm. You failed because you allowed this shit to get to this point. You could have nipped this in the bud at any point over the three years this shit has been going on, and you didn't. Because yeah. either you were too caught up in doing whatever you're trying to do and trying to look towards the finish line or whatever you're trying to accomplish and ignoring the fact that, yo, while I'm trying to accomplish all this shit, I need them with me because they're part of this process. Yeah. You have to take that into account. And unfortunately, everybody doesn't have that foresight. Because, look, I respect everything Joe's trying to accomplish and everything he's trying to achieve. At the same time, you have to pay attention. You can't, as the, as the boss, as the leader, you can't have that kind of lapse. You just can't. It's because it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody and it ends up being a situation. I wish Ramal and Roy the best of whatever they choose to do. I know they're trying planning on doing a podcast. They dropped a little teaser video the other day. It was actually pretty funny. I don't know how interesting their podcast is going to be. I will check it out and give it a chance. But I'm what I will say is this though. Another thing I disagree with Maul. Because Maul said, I think Joe thinks that his music career is the reason why podcast is successful. I said, no, he don't. He knows his music career wasn't that successful, but people hate Joe. 
That's the reason why the podcast. Joe Budden is still the reason people came to that podcast. Nobody came to that podcast for Rory or Maul. Because nobody knew who the fuck you guys were. So, while yes, you're right. People, you guys are part of the chemistry of the podcast. If I'm watch, if I hear about a Joe Budden podcast, I'm not. I'm like, who the fuck is Rory and Maul? Until mm. I watch the podcast, then when I watch the podcast, the, the but that's not what's drawing people mm-hmm. to the podcast. So yes, and he's like, you know, so you have to understand that, like, it's not, it's not that his music career help is the reason his podcast is successful, but the fact that he had a name is part of the reason his podcast is successful. Because people already knew who the fuck he was. He was on TV. He was on Love Hip Hop. So he has a track record. Oh shit, we know Joe. Joe gonna say some dumb shit. Let's listen to podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see is You think? Okay, um, I had this debate with somebody before. I've told women this before, but guys are better friends. <laughs> guys are better friends than women. Do you think? Well, in my case, yeah. I always say that. Guys are better friends than women for multiple reasons. First of all, guys are most likely not going to try to steal their men. They're, they're less likely to steal their, their friend's girl. or try to day, day ones. They're day ones. You, and they're they're going to stay there. They're going to be through. Also, even just the fact that, hey, for me and my boys go out. I'm trying to get this one girl. And this is back in the day. I'm, I'm trying to get one girl. And she got her friend with her. Her friend might be hit. My boy would take that, buy that book, that would bite the bullet and take that one chick just so I can get her friend. Guys will do shit like that. They are, they are perfect See, wingmen. That's me. I'm always been the one that had to fucking <laughs> to fucking sacrifice a leg and a <laughs> and a rib. <laughs> but I was always that guy. Now I honestly can say like, like. My, my one of my closest best friends in the entire world, he didn't let me down a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't let me down a bunch of times. Is the one you was just talking to? Yes. Well, I, I, I know him, so it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and, my, and, my, and, my, and my boy, R to the J. Oh. He let me down a bunch of times. <laughs> It was always guys I wasn't really close to that didn't let me down. But my friends, niggas, they, niggas would, I would like. It's because your, your closest friends, it's almost, right, they, well, first of all, they find it funnier when you fail. Because they, they, it gives them something to talk shit about later on. That's honestly what it. But these dudes, like, I'm like, especially my, my dude, I put him in prime position with some, a bad one. And he will freeze. Like, Paul, I mean, my dude, like, she, he will freeze. Like, she ready. Like, he will freeze. Like, and then we'd be, like, you know, I ruined it. You know, the, you know what I'm saying? The first impression already fucked up now. Hey, uh, call a friend back and ask, call her, call her friend and ask her, can I get a number? You too late, dog. You had your opportunity when he was right there next to her. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> like, dude, like, but yes, like we, she was all she was colder than my 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 little chick. I'm like, like, 
Like, do this for me. <laughs> right. Like, give me details, dude. <laughs> How round is I want to I wanna know all that. She cold. <laughs> Yes, we are. Yeah, guys will bite the bullet for their boy, and we're also we're we're great at selling to Ellie. Like, do you know that whole Stockton Malone? No, no, oh, no. boys, we are we are we are great at that shit. Just like that alley that uh that uh uh J Cole served up to a uh, little baby on the song. That's exactly what. Oh, like we I are serve alley hoops like crazy. Yeah. Like nigga, like y'all y'all thought like we are we like we be like dudes be trying to sell them and one like skip uh fucking um Shane the dribbling machine alley hoops mm-hmm. like bounce pass from half court like nigga get that shit. When I had to play wing, man, I had some, I had some decent ones, and man, sometimes I had some bricks, man. <laughs> like I remember one time, I was like, it's just I don't talk to this dude no more. So I talk to this dude Ken. He was friends at Greek time. He was talking to this girl. And her sister, he was like, yeah, I got a sister for you. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm like, how she look? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, bruh. He was like, hey, look, look. He was like, look, man, all you gotta do is just do what you do, man. He was like, look, I got some Viagra. She ugly. You know? <laughs> I'm like, bruh, what? He was like, I got some Viagra. I'm like, all right, I'll take the Viagra. I'll get the Viagra from her. I ain't take it. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Her sister get there, Lord have mercy. <laughs> have you seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> was, she, was she Smeagol? Man, she, no, she was short, skinny, <laughs> And ugly. <laughs> like, I like, look, like, I ain't trying, I don't hope I don't offend nobody, but she looked like somebody that was set on fire, but she wasn't set on fire. Because you can see she like a match. She like a bird. <laughs> uh, and, she, and she was on me. She was like, I remember, I was like, I remember I had on everything on this red Jabot shirt. You know what I'm saying? She was like, oh, she was like, you so sexy and all that. So I'm over here like, I'm over here like, I'm over here trying to, I bought the Viagra. I bought the Viagra. I'm over here like, dude, if I got to do this, I hope I ain't got to do this. And then, dude, then I started drinking a little beer. So I was like, man, you got another can? Because, you know, like the little T-Pain and Ludacris song. Like, if I get one more drink. So I'm over here like, drinking. I'm like, she's still ugly. I got to keep drinking. Nigga. <laughs> But then I killed about six. I killed about ten brews, nigga. No lie. And then my boy, he he said, "Oh, girl, there, you know, so you hear them, they getting in." I'm thinking, like, I ain't about to do this. So we just have a long, deep conversation. I talked this bitch to sleep, and I left. We talked about her life, everything. She fell asleep in my arms. I was like. <laughs> I scooted out. I'll take my boy who I love. Like this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, like I swear to God, you hooked me with the ugliest bitch. Man, this is the ugliest person I ever seen in real life. <laughs> 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 she the ugliest oh, you ever seen in real life. Like, like, we need background checks next time. <laughs> you, like you, you ain't seen her, bro. This nigga so stupid. <laughs> I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Worst thing ever. Wow. Um. Yes. So, women folk, you know, women are women. Try to they be back seven their friends. They like they like yeah y'all. Women find it more attractive when a guy's in a relationship, which is the weirdest thing. Like 
Like, what well, I don't want nothing nobody else don't want. Right. Um, it's just like a doja do uh like a what's the new what bags the uh, what the new bags these girls be trying to get now? Um, I don't know. Birkin. It? It's like Birkin a Birkin bag. Birkin. You want something that somebody you don't want nothing if if nobody ever said nothing about Birkin bag, nobody want it. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't know what the fuck it was. Wouldn't know what it was. It was outside the tech bracket. Like, I ain't never heard in the city girl, I so I wouldn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I want a Birkin too. Yeah, yup. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one. Oh, uh, yeah. Do I have any examples like that? No, I've never, I've never, ever, ever been in a wing position. I've definitely been in a wing position, but I don't think I had any example like that one. Yeah, I, I messed up one though. I, I ain't gonna lie. So this boy, I was hanging out with my boy, uh, you. We playing on a football team together. Uh, we was just bowling. We was with these twins, and it was like, okay, man, we drinking or whatever. We like, all right, we went back to their crib. We up here playing cards and junk. I'm faded, so I'll be like, we. I'm cracking jokes, but I was like a little harmony in it. And it's like, oh, you can say it. I'm like, no. She's like, no, say. I was like, no, like I can't, I can't, I can't get put on. No, I can't, I can't sing on spot. If I can put on a spot. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, speaking of which, I, we'll talk about that in a Keep going. So then, uh, next thing I know, the girls like, you know what I'm saying? Like you sing, you know. So they said something like they do a little some some. And my dude, you was like, hey nigga, you better start singing. <laughs> Froze. I locked him. I was like, I can't do it, dog. He was like, the next thing I know, I remember this dude, they laid it, they end up leaving. This nigga left on, he slept on the couch, like, man, you gonna let yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, bro, I cannot just sing on the spot. No like, I gotta, it gotta be organic, so man. I could, so I can speak to this. So, so back in, what, 2010, maybe? When I first got back into music and I started producing music or whatever, um, it may have been before I started producing, before I even started, but I was like getting back into music in general. And he hit me up, was like, yo, I need you to put me in the studio. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, what you trying to rap? He's like, no, nigga, I'm trying to sing. What the fuck could you sing, nigga? I wish I knew how to rap. What the fuck could you sing, nigga? I was like, what? I'm confused. He's like, no, nah, man. I'm like, I said, all right, whatever. So I asked him, I said, are you trying to just like do this shit? Like, some, like do a hook or some shit? Or are you trying to actually do this shit? He's like, no, I want to see. I said, I'm confused. So then I, I hit Ro up on Twitter. I was like, yo, this nigga come to you talking about he could see. Like, yeah, he hit you up too. I said, yeah. He's like, yeah, he supposed to come over here. He was like, yeah, he supposed to come over here and like sing for me and see so he can like tell me, like, I see how, like, how, what his range is or whatever. And so then I hit Ro up after the fact. And Ro was, I was like, so what, you know, how'd you do? He's like, oh, that nigga can sing. I said, what? You know, I know he can, like, he can sing. Like, I, hit, I took him up very low, nigga. I'm like, okay. So now that's why I hit you up. I was like, all right, we'll come through. And you came through. And <laughs> I, was, I was like, go ahead and sing. And he was like, no, I can't see. You got to turn around. I can't see her. <laughs> so he made me turn. The nigga made me turn around like the voice and shit. And this nigga, he started singing. He could, I, he could not do it while I was looking. And I literally... <laughs> And I remember sitting there and I just bust out laughing. I'm like, first of all, I didn't know this nigga could sing. But I was like, oh, this is so weird. This nigga literally made me turn my back to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot sing on spot, man. Oh, like, oh, shit. And then, and then we put this nigga in vocal lessons and shit. Hell yeah, shit. I, I still got one more class. I never went. I got to holler at that lady. That lady, holy shit, she probably did. She probably did. <laughs> <laughs> 
She probably croaked by now. Yeah, I think the Durango went down when I had to do my last session. I'm like, man, I got my last session. I'm trying to say from the diaphragm, man. From the diaphragm and shit. I used to, uh, what Dan started to tell me this. When I was in, when I was in, when I was in choir, he used to tell me, see me balls, see me balls. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I remember because I was, yeah, I was, I was in some. You gonna sing for me? Come sing, uh, sing for me uh, on the wedding. I'm like, girl, you must be crazy. <laughs> Tell me what, like, what's about to be us two? Are you, uh, <laughs> what's like watching Cynthia singing her way and walking down the fucking aisle? I'm like, I ain't walking down no aisle. So what I'm about to do? Sing while you walking? Are you crazy? <laughs> or you like Jesse Casopoulos? Oh, your family don't like me. They don't deserve this blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go to Vegas. I'll sing for you. Right while uh, Elvis is marrying us or something. <laughs> Wait, that would be funny because no, because we had there had dead there when Elvis did. It was called. You gotta have right. You gotta have dead there. Oh, yeah, yeah. If Elvis, if, if y'all get him, Elvis a person, you gotta. Sorry, dead is ridiculous. And so he, uh, <laughs> that nigga love Elvis. That nigga. So when we were kids, like you know how you people have imaginary friends and shit. So my dad had two. Yeah, <laughs> Harry, and yeah, Elvis. And so whenever he did some petty shit. <laughs> he was like, Harry did it. Or then he would just random, we made a conversation, but like, Elvis called, What the fuck are you talking about there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Elvis called, like, What the fuck is you like, talking I about? Like, I ain't even, yeah, I, I don't know. What the fuck is that? Like, what the hell was he talking about? Like, like, our dad is like, it's funny because everybody was terrified of our father, but if you knew, he's the silliest motherfucker in the world. Mm-hmm. But everybody in our neighborhood was like, every time dad called our name, niggas thought we was about to get beat. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> my boy Richie. Hey, like, hey, buddy, we draw And then he asked me to take the garbage out. Uh, so I was in my little teenage phase. I want to listen to him. He's like, Richie, like, you crazy, man. Your dad scared me. How you not just don't listen to him? You just be like, fuck what he talking about. I'm like, Richard, you do the same shit. My dad ain't crazy. Look crazy like your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he has a point. <laughs> he had a point, though. Oh, what the hell? I got out of here. Right, no. Shut up, Richard. It's like when, uh, that's like when, that, when he scared the, when he um, Grant chased your friends over with that fucking chainsaw that night. Like, <laughs> he was playing. So my dad was paying, and he was messing with my sisters and her friends. And they had this big ass fight in the house where basically they, he went and flipped all their her mattresses over and shit, and then they went and flipped his over. So he went in, the, went outside. He got well. First of all, he was going walking around the house with a super soaker, wetting them up in the house and shit. Like, why the fuck are you having a water fight in the house? I couldn't get over this shit. And so then, someone he made his. They ran out the house and he made his way to the garage. And then all of a sudden, um, Chris and them were sitting on the porch next to him, Paul on the porch. And all of a sudden, the nigga ran out the garage with this chainsaw. I had the niggas running. <laughs> like, why are you nuts? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like. But nah, uh, what's something I was gonna say when you was talking about uh, <laughs> gotta check in. Let me wrap it up. Chris gotta check in. Shut the fuck up. I'm gonna get him in trouble. <laughs> oh. Shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. It's called a courtesy call. <laughs> it's, like, it's called get your ass home, nigga. <laughs> Where the fuck you at? Pass your curfew, both. Another <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. laughs> <Shit>. time. <laughs> 
Oh shit. Alright. Well. <laughs> Alright. So what was you talking? You just said something about uh I talked about that. Alright, so look. Alright, so <laughs> I'm still mad that you talking about the card. You basically said a girl like a match. Alright. No. <laughs> Third degree, man. I tell you I got in trouble for the last part because some chick heard something and got mad. Like, <laughs> like what? Ooh. Some chick. You got mad about what I said? No, something I said. Oh, oh. I'm like, I didn't even say nothing. Are you gonna be are you getting reviews? Apparently, I got one. And one even review. I just got a random ass text message. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of your exes. Oh, it's it just don't worry about it. <laughs> just no. Um, I just no. Just, just, I was like, what? I'm so confused. What did I say? <laughs> All right, so look. Um, we're going to sign off now because I'm tired now. And he got to go home. I don't, I, don't, I don't want his wife yelling at me because I, I, I like her. Being I just gotta get dinner, y'all. I, I like believe this shit. On her good side. So I just gotta get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm. Uh, so for, we're gonna sign off this episode of the Down with the King podcast. You can follow the podcast, the Down with the King um, podcast, on Facebook, DWTK Pod on Twitter, uh, Down with the King Pod on Instagram. You can email the podcast, Down with the King Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram on th uh, the real will k that's t h a real will k. Um, you can also follow Chris on who the fuck is Chris on who Instagram. Who the fuck is Chris? Who the fuck is Chris? And that's Chris with a K K R I S. Um, just to specify. Um, oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, but for uh for myself and Chris, uh, we are signing off. I hope everybody has a good holiday weekend. Have some good barbecue, have some good grub, enjoy yourselves, um, get high, get drunk, do what you do. And with that, outside is about to be open. I'm still happy for you niggas, though. Um, oh, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. I am yeah. fully vaccinated, and I still don't trust niggas. I walked in um, Kroger the other day one day, and I saw it, the sign say, if you fully vaccinated, take the mask off. I took it off for a second, and I was like, I don't trust the rest of you. You're going to put this bitch right back on. Mm. Um, but with that being said, we holler at you niggas later. Until then, bye, bitch. <laughs>